Hey there, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. My name is Daniel Trinum, and I will be your host as always. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to let you know of a few things of note. First, you may or may not be aware that I host another podcast called The Third Seat. The Third Seat is unrelated to the podcast you are listening to right now, but if you'd like to check it out, then I will put a link in the description of today's episode that you can use to listen to it. If you like this podcast, then I really think you will like The Third Seat as well, so I highly recommend you check it out. Next, I want to let you know of a few ways you can support the podcast. First, be sure to tell a friend if you enjoy the show. Word of mouth is not only a great way to help support the show, but it's also zero cost. Secondly, if you enjoyed today's episode, then be sure to leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Leaving a positive review is one of the best ways of not only supporting the show, but it also gives me direct feedback from you regarding how you feel about the show overall. I greatly appreciate if you decide to take the time to support the show in any of these ways. Finally, if you'd like to follow me or the show on social media, then feel free to check out the description of today's episode. Here you will find all affiliated and mentioned links, as well as how you can support the show online. As always, I want to thank you for tuning into and supporting the show. It really means a lot to me, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I enjoyed making it for you. All right, everyone. Well, welcome back to uh, another episode of the podcast. This is... Uh, I don't know what episode this will be whenever it comes out, but I think this is like episode number 12 on my end of of recording, something like that. But um, this is an episode that I've really been looking forward to for uh, a while now. I was telling uh, my guest here before we started that whenever I had the idea of starting this podcast that he was one of the first people I wanted to speak to, or one of the first people that came to mind that I wanted to speak to, and uh, we're making it happen today. So, uh, yeah, Jason, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, so glad to be here, man. Yeah, it is, it is great to be sitting across the table from you, and I'm really excited to speak with you today. So, before we get started, just give everybody a little uh, update on who you are, what you got going on, uh, everything you've been working on, and how you got to where you are today. Gotcha. Okay, my name is Jason. It's so good to be here. And your vo- you have the best voice. <laughs> Like, it's listening to you talk. It's like you need to do one of those audio books where they just talk about math at night and you can go to sleep with. That's what I want to hear with your voice. So, so you're saying I can put people to sleep with my voice? It's just a calming if voice. If that's the case, that's a, that's a, that's a strong power to wield. There's a lot of money in it. I'm just saying you should do that. But, um, no, uh, gosh, I'm an author and illustrator. I'm a teacher. Uh, first, I guess backtrack even more. I was a youth pastor for 14 years, full time, and then uh, I've moved to the public education realm, and I've been teaching fourth grade for nine years now. Uh, but I'm also uh, an author and illustrator. Um, I have uh, one book that I've published uh, that's on Amazon right now called Users, and then uh, I've got some illustration projects, and I've uh, that's where I am right now. Uh, but I don't know. You want a history of what my 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 what's come, what's happened you, to me, what brought me as, here? As much information okay. as you want to give up, you go for it. All right, here's the boring part, people. Okay, <laughs> so uh, I, I love when I was a little kid. Uh, I loved Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger was thing. I love the toys and everything. And so I grew up in the '80s, even though it was way before that. And I would just create stories. And then from there, it was He-Man. You know, He-Man came out in 81 on the toy line, and the cartoon was that. And then it came into Batman and then comic books. Mm-hmm. And comic books, my oldest brother collected comic books, and that was my thing. Mm-hmm. And I have thousands of comic books mm-hmm. that I own. And he taught me how to bag and board them. And you put them in long box, and you alphabetize them. You do all that kind of stuff. And I would read all of his, and, and I was just consumed with stories. Mm-hmm. I, I've read thousands upon thousands of comics and, and own more. I own about 
almost seven thousand. Mm-hmm. So that's so there's my nerd cred. Yeah, Anybody wants into that? That's right. That's never enough. Yeah. Uh, and so I always read those stories, and then I love. I would just consume, and then I would read books in school. But I remember when I was in late middle school, I read Frank Peretti's This Present Darkness, and I thought. Number one, if you ever have you ever read that book, you need to read it. Um, and two, and I will say the beginning of it's kind of slow. Got to get to the it takes a bit to do the action. But I was just amazed with these these angels and and spiritual warfare and all that stuff. It's very superheroish to me, and uh, and all that going on. And from there, I had like an idea for a story, and uh, like not just little stories I would tell, but something larger. And I met, I worked with a youth pastor. Sorry, a pastor one day. I was his youth pastor, and he was so encouraging. His name is Bryant Bush. Uh, great guy. Still a wonderful guy. Such an encourager. And I told him about that. He just, I don't even remember what he said, but he, he told me he told me two things. He said, he said Jason, he, he encouraged me, and I don't remember what that was. That was the two things. One thing, I don't remember what he said, but apparently it was super encouraging <laughs> because it made that one story turn into three. I said, oh, this is a longer story. But the other thing he told me, he said, Jason, you're going to, and this was, oh, my goodness, this was, over 16 years ago, okay, over 16 years ago, and, and and it's come to fruition as far as two weeks ago, okay, so 16 years to two weeks ago is this, the pain we're working, and he said, look, there's going to come a time that doors are going to be open for you, because, you know, I wanted to write, I wanted to draw, those were things I wanted to do, and he said, but you can't control any of that, it's God's timing, you can't control any of those kind of things, how he works, and he said, but... You've got to be ready. And so there's going to come a time someone's going to say, hey, we want to see some of your work. And you're going to show it to them. They're going to say, hey, that's not that good. Do you have anything else? And you'll say, yes. And so that was his thing. He said, you've got to have things to to show, to be prepared. And I went to Blue Ridge Writers Conference two weeks ago. If you've not gone to Blue Ridge, people, if you want to write – and it's a Christian writers conference, but it, it's it's amazing. If you want to meet writers, meet editors, meet publishers, meet agents, all that kind of stuff, it's a fantastic. It's so encouraging. It's such a family. They have oh my goodness, they I was so poured into, and so I went there, and it happened. I met with people, and I said, hey, here's this project. And I was like, yeah, no, no, I don't like that. You got anything else? And I was like, I got this. I got this. I had some Mary Poppins stuff out of my bag, and from that, and through people. Believing in me and supporting me, I now have an agent. I've now been signed. I have a literary agent. As of as of a week ago, mm-hmm. uh, I'm now being represented for for writing and illustrating, and it all goes back to people encouraging me to to be prepared, to be yeah. ready for when God opens doors. I don't even know if that answers your question. Yeah. I don't even remember what the question was, but this it was like, is, talk exactly about yourself. This is what I wanted. I, I, this, this is perfect. Just no. talk about yourself. Yeah. And there we go. So so that's kind of where I am. So I'm in the process now of uh, working on a couple different manuscripts. Um, I've got an illustration, a book that another author and I, uh, Sarah Philpott, I can I can say that. Sarah and I have uh, worked, on, uh, worked on something. Can't say anything about that. It's, when, it's that stage. It sounds so pretentious to say. I don't mean like that way, but we can't say anything. About <laughs> hey, listen. Let it, let it, <laughs> let, use all let the technical it. words. That's right. Please, please don't up. think about yeah. it. But so, and she's an amazing writer. If you haven't, yeah. if you've ever seen her stuff, yeah. Sarah Philpott, awesome, awesome. Go look her up. Wonderful books. And uh, we've got some things and some other things that that God has blessed us with right now, and and blessed me with to do. So that's kind of what I'm working on as well, yeah. and just. Get to the point of still just trying to be ready when yeah. when doors open. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah, no, I, I I resonate with that a little bit because the 
there came a, I talked a little bit about this and I don't know if you ever had a moment like this, but whenever I decided, I mean, I don't know what the future of this thing is going to be. Who knows? I may look, you know, two years, two, three, four, how many years down the road and be like, well, that was fun. But who knows, who knows what happened? It right? all ended with this podcast. Yeah, You're yeah, like, once yeah. we had Jason on, <laughs> it tanked. Yeah. But to me, th- there came a point where I was like, like I can do, I knew, I knew from a technical standpoint, like I can sit down and talk to people. Like I knew I could do that. I knew that I wanted to. It, it really just kind of come came down to me actually doing it. But there was a little bit of like, there was a little bit of hesitation on my part to just like buy that first piece of equipment. There like, you know. like, you know, like I was, cause I told myself, I was like, once I do this, like I'm, I'm investing it. Like I, you know, it's like you've, you've taken the first step off the diving board. Like you're in the air now. You've got to, you're committing to this, you know? And it was a little scary, as weird as that sounds, because, like, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with this oh, yeah. thing. Like, I hope it succeeds. But um, at the end of the day, I mean, it's kind of just like a, a project of mine. Was there ever a moment like that for you? Because, I mean, again, you, you said you're a, you know, you teach. You're not like some major celebrity that I'm not. No. not a, I mean, before you, you published your book, I mean, was there ever a moment where you, where you were like, should I do this? Were you, like, questioning yourself, like, whether you should actually even put these things out or whether you should go forward with this? I, I'm a... I'm a neighborhood name. Yeah. That's as far as my yeah. claim goes. <laughs> hey, that's not too bad. So, um, but no, and it was also weird because I wanted to write and tell stories for a long time. And, and I would, again, again, yeah. it all came from comic books and yeah. those writers. And and people, look, if you haven't read, there's so many great comics out there. And um, I would read these and I would be just, stories would throw my, throw my, and not just with the superheroes punching, but just stories, the idea of characters and setting and the plot and the, the problems and everything. But you came to a point, you're like, do I tell people I'm a writer? Yeah. And you're like, that's kind of awkward. You're yeah. like, people are like, oh, I'm a steam fitter. I'm a pipe fitter. Yes. I'm a plumber. I'm a writer. You're no, like, I know exactly what you mean. And yes. It's such yes. a weird thing. Yeah. And what do you, mm. what do you say? Yeah. And how do you tell people that when you do, it's, it feels kind of awkward. Yes. Cause people are usually like, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You say what? You put yeah. words on paper. Yeah. But leaving like, even for example, uh, at a, well, I'll say that, I'll get to that in a second, but no, it was that point, and then it was years ago when I thought, when I was in a church, I said, you know what? And and I, I was like, I'm going to tell people, and I started like taking, you know, social media has got to be used for something good, yeah. right? And so you take a picture of a manuscript or a page, you're doing a page count, start sharing things and writing, and people, I was slowly, that was my way of saying, because you just don't come out like a jack-in-the-box, yeah. and you're like, I'm yeah. a writer. I'm a writer now. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a bo- real boy. <laughs> and so we've, we, we did all that. I mean, we. I was going through the thing, and I would tell my wife, Katie, and, and I'd let her read some things, and I'd want to keep working on it. And she'd say, well, just keep writing. And so I started doing things here and there and, and doing this, constru- constructing this. And we, I was in a church that was super supportive of that, and they allowed us to, as I was youth pastor, I was like, hey, let's. Do, I want to do a church play. Let's do a church play, something yeah. really serious, and tackle something. Yeah. And we and, and I was, and we had a lot of talent in the church of actors, and people came together, and, and we wrote it. And I said, "Hey, let's do a um, a murder mystery theater for." We did a fundraiser and some a dinner, and we did we did something like that. And, and I was able to write that, and had people and people came alongside me, and they trusted me. I, at first, I would do little skits. Because a lot of, you tell people you're like, okay, sure, whatever, yeah, yeah. and you do little skits and be like, hey, that that was okay, yeah. and then I would say, let me do this, just trust me. Yeah. And I will say, the church I was at, they trusted me so much, they were like, hey, you're going to come through with it, yeah. and had actors. Then we would do, ta- we would, I would take it seriously because I learned how to write from reading screenplays. Mm-hmm. I love, I love movies, love movies, mm-hmm. love TV. I've always loved that. If you see me, I'm, I didn't score a lot of 
touchdowns in high school. And so <laughs> that was my thing. My blood doesn't clot. And so, uh, but I loved, loved that kind of stuff. And so from all of that, this, the, the creative side and the stories and creating those kind of things, I, they trusted me and I'd do more of it and I would do that and they'd follow along with me and they said, hey, where are you going to go? And it was so great that I got to the point where I started feeling like, I am a writer. Yeah. I am a writer. And um, I am this. And I would have a little successes. And, I, and I've won some playwright contests because yeah. I, I love movies. And, again, I'd read these screenplays. Yeah. And I love movies so much I thought, well, I can't make them. I, can't, I don't really have the gear yeah. to make a movie. Yeah. But I can write a play. Yeah. All you need is a person in an auditorium. Yeah. And so I did. And there was some contest I found out. So I entered them and I won it. Yeah. And I entered it again and, and won it again. Yeah. And and uh and you were able to see your play perform. That was the prize. Uh-huh. Which to me was like it was no money, but that it was a two week run. I was like, that's yes. Yeah. And I remember seeing it and had nothing to do with the directing on it, none of that. And was just blown away, going, Oh my goodness, people trusted you. And and so I would see that moment, but I, but I found all that long story even longer. I've I've found out with your question when you when you start sharing with people, you you'd have the people go, yeah, okay, yeah. all right, well, whatever. Yeah. But the moment you started, it sounds like a drug dealer. But when you're producing product, I don't know if a better way to say that's not a good way to say that. All right, okay. So when you're offering them free product for context, before we started this, we were talking about Breaking Bad, that's so that right. may be like a fortieth slip here or that's something. Right. It's you know. Yeah. So whenever you actually start having material, there's that's that's the more the biz type thing to say. When you're creating material, um, or you have or anything, you have something to show for it because yeah. it's so hard for people. And again, not because people can't, because and, and the world's changing, and the world's changing. Yeah. But we're such a concrete world of things. But when you're saying things like this, yeah. this is this is an idea that you're physically turning into something a yeah. podcast. But you can't really hold it. Yeah. You know, when you're done, you can't really hold yeah. it. Like you can't hold. But when you start creating and posting these things, yeah. and people can have them on their phone and things, people go, "Oh, yeah. when I got to that point." No matter how small it was when I was creating, people were so supportive. Yeah. I, I never ran into anybody being, they said, oh, okay, you like that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so at, at the beginning and in stages when people are like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. But when you start, I, in, in, in my circles, in my world, and people would be like, hey, and yes, have, have I gotten a, someone said they like some? Of course, I'm not talking about that. Yeah. But there have been people going, hey, this is great. I, I think it's wonderful. Yeah. And uh, they were always encouraging with it. They'd see it. And, they, and it was that thing like they go, oh, like, like this. Like you said, you had a podcast. Like, you got a podcast. That's great. Yeah. You know? And so I, I guess if that kind of answers the question, yeah. I would see it was really hard for people to understand it. But it came a point that that many people were like going, oh, okay, yeah. I get this. Yeah. I get this. I like this. Yeah. No, I, I had many moments like that because I don't know if I mentioned this or not. When I had the idea. The, the idea of, of this podcast kind of forming in my mind, it was after around whenever I was graduating college in December of 2021. And so after that, uh, you know, I finished, I was like, okay, I told myself, it's like after graduation, I'll have a lot more free time on my hands. Like I'm going to, I'm going to try my hand at this. And so I made, I made that my, my new year's resolution for this year was I'm going to create a podcast. I'm going to awesome. do it. And I didn't have a name. I didn't have an, I, I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to do it by the end of, by, by December 31st, you know, 1159 PM, it's going to be existing out in the world. But, you know, people would come up to me like at work and stuff and be like, oh, what, like, you know, we were, people would just around that time, like, oh, what's your New Year's resolution? And I'd be like, um, I'm going to work on a personal project of mine that I've really been wanting to do for a while. And they'd be like, okay, um, 
I'm gonna like lose five pounds, you know, and I'm, I'm like, oh, that's cool, like you know, but like I didn't know what to tell him because like I didn't have anything to show for it, you know, and and it even came to like <laughs> it would come to so many points where like. I had told a couple people, like I had maybe told, you know, my, my parents and like my girlfriend, that was it. And they were, you know, they were like, oh yeah, that's great. Like we're so happy for you. But again, I, I still had nothing to show for it. And so I told you and, and, you know, I'm very fortunate in that I get to do a podcast at the, my nine to five job. Like I get to do that there. But when that happened, that was totally like, that was totally separate from what this is. And even at that, it kind of had the veneer of, oh, well, it's still your job. Like, like I'm not just out interviewing whoever I want. Like, there's a there's a, stru- a dedicated structure to that. Like, you know, it, it's part of my job. It's like, you know, if I ask you what you do, like, you, you say you're a teacher. Like, okay, I'm not going to be surprised if you, you know, do whatever your, your teaching duties are. Mm-hmm. And so e- even though it was I was doing a podcast, like, it was part of – it is part of, like, my work, you know. Um, and so when I got to the point where I was like – I've got a, like, I've got all the gear. I've started recording. Like, I have to tell people that I'm, like, doing this now. Like, you know, I'm, I've got to put it out at some point. And I, I, again, it, like, like you said, it kind of felt awkward at times because I was like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm doing this podcast. And they'd be like, oh, really? And I'd be like, yeah, like, yeah, I, I am. And I'd be like, I don't have anything to show for it. And like, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, it's, there were most people, like like you said, most people were incredibly encouraging, which not that I expect them to be like mean about it or mm-hmm. anything, but you know, when you're trying to create something, like I'm learning this for the first time, like when you're trying to create something and you kind of first show it to the world, you don't really know what to expect, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. And even at that, like I didn't have anything to show yet. Like I didn't have an, ep- I mean, the first episode literally just came out. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like I had, all I had was a name and it's, it's kind of a, silly one at that and you know and I had a a graphic and I was like yeah I'm gonna do this thing and they'd be like oh what's it gonna be about and I was like I just kind of want to talk to people you know like that's really it like I just want to talk to people and have fun conversations and they're like okay cool I get you know and and so like you know it's weird again I I don't necessarily know where I'm going with this but I know exactly what you mean like it's something about kind of getting that uh that first you, you know it's like when you get that funny feel like when you want to say something but you get that funny feeling and oh, yeah. you feel so much better once you say whatever the thing it is you need to say um that's kind of the way it felt for me like and again i don't know what will happen with this podcast but it was something i wanted to do and i didn't have like it wasn't like building a house like where you can see the structure coming up over yes. time like it kind of is not there and then it is there like all of a sudden and so for a while, I just didn't have anything to show anybody, you know. But I, I, I definitely uh, resonate with that one hundred percent. Like, I, I know it exactly worked what you for mean. Seinfeld. Yeah, show about nothing. That's okay. I'm glad you said that because that's literally the way I'm trying to. That's that's what Love I've been it. telling people. I'm like, that's that's my whole <laughs> idea with this. And like, I've told people that before. Like, especially now that I've put the first episode out, they'll be like, "So, what's your podcast about?" And I'm like, "Nothing really in particular. It's not about one particular thing. I just kind of want to talk to people, you know." Mm-hmm. And they're like. Oh, okay. And like, yeah, yeah. That's that's really it. I mean, that, that that's kind of all there. I I just like talking to people and talking about things, and, and that's about it. And they're like, oh, cool. Um, I love but, it. But yeah, now that it's here, I'm I'm very happy, and uh, I'm I'm happy for you that now you're getting to live out a little bit of your dream. I mean, that's 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 yeah, awesome. It was so crazy. It's one of those things too. For for years, I was trying to get an agent, and you'd query letters, and you'd, and you'd do blind calls and all that, and it was just, it's a nightmare. If, if anybody's doing that, if you ever want to be a writer or an illustrator, sometimes it can be easier and sometimes harder, but when you're trying to get an agent, if you want an agent, that whole process, it's crazy. It's just there's all the, all these kind of things. And so I'd resolve myself. I was like, okay, I'm not going to get an agent, but all the time I was working on stories. I have so many different um 
books on my computer and manuscripts and also half-written manuscripts yeah. and outlines of different stories. But I had this one story. I, I was doing these different things. I thought, I like comic book. Well, I, I said, why, why don't I just turn it? Why don't I trying to steer away from that? Just turn into it. And so one day, I, I don't know why I was thinking about a, a drug, but I thought, what if, like, I said, drugs are supposed to get you high. Mm-hmm. I was like, what if you literally got high? What if yeah. you, somebody took a drug and they floated? Yeah. And this was like 10 years ago. And I started, I was like, that sounds like a cool story to me. Yeah. I said, what if there was this drug that gave, and I love YA. Mm-hmm. I love young adult. Uh, I'm, I'm 44 and I, <laughs> and I, have. uh, but I love reading those because I was I worked with teenagers for so long. I love that it keeps you young too. Yeah. And I teach kids that are in the middle grades realm, so I'll read I'll mm-hmm. read some of that for that. I always try to read at least one thing of what kids are reading, just mm-hmm. so I know. Yeah. But I love why I love those kind of stories. I love those coming of age stories, like kid in the eighties. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved all the Goonies, Breakfast Club, all these books. These are all coming of age mm-hmm. stories, and so I love that. And so. I just I started writing and then I'd leave it and then I'd write it and I got it up to ninety thousand words and I was like this is way too long so I went and cut like ten thousand out and then I thought oh it's a slow start I was like oh, I need to start the I need to start in the middle and yeah. so I rewrote and started I'm gonna start in the middle of the story and I was like oh, and I hid this whole subplot I was like oh we need to make this a big subplot yeah. so I changed and so I, I had it done and I'd pitch it and it's a hard thing to pitch because mm-hmm. drugs are part of it yes. I was like and it's and I was like it's not elevating the drug. It's just part of the, it's the MacGuffin. It's mm-hmm. kind of what's out there. Yeah. And, um, and I realized that I realized that. And so I thought, and I was going, and then, uh, and this is reality. So this was in, in 2020, I'd found out that Netflix was a re- releasing a movie called project power. Okay. I'm not hating on this movie. Somebody's, <laughs> I'm trying to say it now. I haven't watched it either. Yeah. And it's about a drug that gave you superpowers. I was like, oh, my goodness, what is this? I was yeah. like, it's my idea. And so, uh, and they did it. Of course, it's got Jamie Foxx, great cast. Yeah. Uh, lots of great people in there. And so I was like, I've got to get this book out. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not, I'm done with an agent. I'm not going to try to get an agent. Yeah. Uh, and so I went through Amazon and released it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I, I tried, and I did uh, one sheets and character sheets. And I designed, since the design, I designed the cover. Mm-hmm. I feel like it looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and so did that and released it, and I felt amazing doing yeah. that. I was like, if this is all it goes, it was sitting on my computer yeah. for years, and it's not it's not perfect, but I I, I love it. I stand by it. Yeah. There's some things I'd probably I would want little things I want to change. And of course, it's a three part, and I released it, and I was like, this is. I, I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm a published author. Yeah. And you, I mean, you can say it now. Yeah, I can yeah. say it there. And, yeah. I, and I did that, and I was really happy. I had a lot of, you know, had people support. People bought it. I had a number of people buy, buy it. People yeah. asked me to sign it, yeah. which was kind of which was kind of neat. Like, <laughs> why would you want me to sign it? And then, um, so I did that, and I was resolved with that. And then also what happened, backtrack a little bit, in 2019, you're talking about New Year, New Year resolutions. Mm-hmm. I make the same New Year's resolution every year. I don't make New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. That's always my resolution. Yeah. I don't do them. Yeah. I have zero desire to do them. Yeah. And I don't know why. I'm not anti-goals or anti yeah. any of that. I just don't. Yeah. But for some reason, in 2019, um, I was I started drawing a little bit more toward the end of 19. And I thought, you know what? I, I'm going to make a commitment that all through 2020, I'm going to draw two characters a week. And that could be comic book characters, cartoon characters, uh, uh, characters from 
shows. I have a whole Jean-Claude Van Damme series, so watch out, world. It'll be released at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Wrestlers, anything. But also, I want to do like the D-list characters, none of the popular characters. Yeah. Marvel, DC, I didn't want to do, because I knew all, because I've read all the, I know all the minute characters yeah. that I think are cool, yeah. but nobody knows who they are. Yeah. So, and I was like, I'm going to do that, and I, I want to change it up, because I thought, I've, I know I'll get bored. I get so bored easy. I can get, I, I get bored really quick. <laughs> and so, I started, and by the end of 2020, of course, COVID hit. Mm-hmm. That changed some things. But by the end of 2020, I had a start to finish, all created within that year. Mm-hmm. Over, nine, I had well, right at 95 pieces, start to finish, created, mm-hmm. like done. I, I've never been that more productive. I when probably you, when you say pieces, you mean like, like completed, characters or? yeah, characters and also other things I would do. Okay. I started. I was like, ooh, because we were in the grocery store one day. My little daughter, she's uh, at the <clears> time she was three years old. She goes, Daddy, can you draw him? And she pointed two cans of Sam. I was like, ah, why not? So yeah. I did a whole cereal box characters. I did two cans <laughs> Sam. I did Tony the Tiger. I did uh, uh, Captain Crunch. But I did the old school Captain Crunch. Yeah. He has a sword. If you look back in the '60s, he has a sword <laughs> on the box, and that mine has a sword. And so I thought I'd do that, and I would do things that would just, <coughs> excuse me. That kept it fresh for me uh-huh. and made me want to keep writing. And also, too, I, I, the Apple Pencil 2 came out, mm-hmm. and that is a heavenly invention. Like <laughs> it, it completely mirrors every type of traditional yeah. uh, thing. And so I started working. I started going all digital, and I was able to crank things out. And I, I could sit there because when you draw, you're you're usually very isolating. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to, and I and. I didn't like always being isolated. And there's certain things I would have to work on. But I could sit on the couch with my wife and the kids. And while we're sitting there, I would draw and I would sit down and we'd play. Or when the kids go to bed, I could sit there and we could talk. And I, and I would I'd draw. And then I, and I just had so much flexibility. Mm-hmm. And so I created so many different things. And, and what was crazy about that is that when I was doing that, an author friend of mine um, said, I love your work. Could you Would you ever want to work on something together? Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things that I'm like, Oh my goodness! And I was like, "Well, I can't." Twenty twenty. I'm releasing my book, users, because yeah. this book, this movie's coming out. I know the guy. I want people to know that I'm. This book was written years ago. Yeah. And um, I got that out, and then all of twenty twenty one, I was like, I, I couldn't. I, I'd work on it here and there, and I couldn't really crack. And then again, I had another kind of just. I don't, I don't say an epiphany. That seems kind of whatever. But like, I just had this. I I, I figured out how I wanted this thing to look. Mm-hmm. And at the end of 2021, I was like, hey, what do you think? And they're like, oh, wow. And so we started going forward with it. And from all that, like, here I am now. It's like it was all those markers of things that you feel burdened to do. And if you don't do them, you're going to miss out. And it's everything's timing. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. Everything is timing. Everything is timing. It doesn't mean it's going to happen now. But if you if you keep preparing, you keep working, and you keep learning or keep trying to do what you whatever you're passionate about, there's going to come a time you have no control of it. And look, I, I've, I've, look, I've had some blessings opened up to me right now. It may not last. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Look, I, I feel blessed where I am right now. If this is as far as it goes, and I could say this wholeheartedly, because I was like, I've been, I've been so encouraged by people mm-hmm. in the past three, two weeks, two, three weeks. Uh, as far as my creative side, as far as my writing, my illustrating, I was like, because I, I went through a number of years without a win. Mm-hmm. Like, again, I, I won those playwright contests. That, it was like eight years ago, mm-hmm. you know? And I, 
you got to have some sort of wind to keep mm-hmm. going. You can only go so far. And yeah. even if it, and don't let anybody tell you that it has to be some huge giant award. Mm-hmm. That that's doesn't have to be that. It could just be it could be people in the know yeah. encouraging work. It could be someone saying, "Hey, I read your book," or somebody saying, "Hey, I listened to your podcast. Yeah. That was great. I love that." Those are wins. Those yeah. are wins. And not just someone who you think are supposed to tell you it's yeah. good, yeah. even though those are nice and those yeah. are encouraging. Those don't feel like wins. Yeah. And I, I had a number of. Years it was kind of dry, mm-hmm. and I was kind of I was I was burning out all the steam. And at this moment, going to this conference and meeting some people, and and uh, people encouraging me, and people saying, "No, you're I'm validating your work. I'm validating your creativity. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm validating your passions." Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. it's a huge win for me. I feel yeah. charged again that I can I can go through a number of years if I have some more. And and I, I feel like you get those moments. I feel like God gives you those moments. I, I 100% believe it. I know it's true. And that, and that timing has to come through. So it's been those kind of things have been amazing. Yeah, and, and I think part of part of the preparation. I mean, my my whole mindset with this, but also a mindset that I've tried to just adopt in life in general is, I think a lot of times when people say, oh, I would really like to do this thing. Or like, you know, or it's like, oh, I want to be this this athlete when I grow up. Or like, it's, you know, we're always like, I want to do this thing. This, it, it, You know, it's not going to be easy, but I'd love to do this thing. It's not really, maybe professional athletes a bad, bad analogy because there's a lot of, uh, you, you know, there's a lot of uh, abilities you have to have from the beginning to, to have Steroids, is that an ability? Well, well it, it would help, you know, if you're like an NBA player, it'd help you be like six, seven or something. But, but my point is... Um, if there's something you want to accomplish, if it's worth if it's worth anything to you, mm-hmm. to me, I've found that oftentimes people fail not because they fail at it, but it's because they stop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think you're living proof of that. I mean, mm-hmm. not again, not that you're like some world famous author or anything, but no, no. you have a published book out, and not many people can say that. Mm-hmm. And it did take you ten years to do it, mm-hmm. but you committed to it. Whether you knew it through the ups and the downs, through the good and the bad, you stuck with it, and you and you know you had you likely had this idea that someday I would love to publish a book. Mm-hmm. I don't know when that's going to be, but I know I can do it. I know it's not going to be easy. I know it's going to take time, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's what I'm going to do one day, and I'm going to do whatever I have to do to do it. And that's really the thing that I've seen. Like it, it and that's how you can be prepared to me because you know when the opportunity for whatever in life you want to accomplish comes, if you haven't prepared at all for that well you as the saying goes like if you're if you fail to prepare then you've prepared to fail you know mm-hmm. uh, and and to me that's what this says about you is, is you're having all these doors opened up to you but you're you, you have the ability you have the wherewithal you have the you know you've prepared to walk through these doors for, for 10 years now i mean for crying out loud you said that you every day or every week you would write two different characters mm-hmm. you you would you would take the time to hone your craft and start right where you could start you know uh, something that I something that I, I try to kind of push back on a little bit is I hear all the time, and, and it, there's a lot of different factors that go into this, but especially people like my age, is I see see people get so down because like they'll see somebody that's accomplished a lot, like you know, like in your case, maybe they'll see like a, a really acclaimed author, mm-hmm. a really acclaimed playwright, and it's like oh, I would love to do that, but I just mm-hmm. I don't have the budget for that. Like they've got so much, you know, they they had so many great movies or so many great this come out, like. I would love to do that, but like, man, I don't even know how I could start with that. And like, yeah, it's a tall task. Like, if you want to write movies someday, or you want to create movies, like, you know, if you want to be Steven Spielberg, you're gonna have a. There's a long ways to go to get there. <laughs> but you don't necessarily have to have it all right now. I mean, you you, you really don't. I, I think there's some beauty in just starting where you can start. You know, like for me with this, 
the place I started was buying a mic stand. And that's all I could really start with at the beginning. And it was like 40 bucks, but I had more than I had the day before, you know? Mm -hmm. And for you, it it may have been, hey, I'm just going to write one sentence of this Mm -hmm. book I want to write. And that's, again, it's more than you had, you know, a day before. I think there's some beauty in in starting where you can start. Maybe Mm -hmm. you have tons of assets to your, to your, you know, uh, disposal that you can throw at a project and get it, you know, jump start it and get it going. But most people, I don't think, don't. I don't think most people have the time, the resources to just jump into a new adventure all of a sudden and just drop everything and go chase this project. Like, it's not always that simple. But I'm a firm believer that you can start somewhere. Mm-hmm. You can take that first step. And if you can consistently take that first step, that second step, that third step, eventually you're going to get somewhere. It may not be, you know, the Steven Spielbergs. It may not be the, the whatever, like the top of the top, but you'll be a lot farther along than you were before. And, and that's... Yeah. That really helps keep me going because, again, I don't know what's going to come out of this. Who knows? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like to think it'll be successful, but if it doesn't, okay. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. The fact that I even have the opportunity to do this, I, I count that as a, as a success in and of itself. And so, if it you know if it goes great in the end, then awesome. If it if it dies out, then that's fine. I had a great time while I'm at it. But in order to get to this point, I had to start somewhere. I had mm-hmm. to start where I could start. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like for you, like. That was the same thing. You didn't drop everything. You, you, I mean, you still have your day job. You still do everything you do, and but you started where you could start, and you, you took those small steps to get where you are now and, and prepare yourself. You know, and I had times too. It's one of those things you always look back and like, "Whoa, was I that way?" Now your future self always gets grumpy at your past self, and uh, your present self gets mad at your. Uh, yeah. Past self, we're all just mad at it. Yes, self. we are. We are managers self because it was a thing. There would be times I would be frustrated and just be like, "Oh gosh," and I would just be down and and wouldn't and wouldn't write for for six months. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't write a word for six months. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. And I look back I'm like, "Gosh, I was just so dumb." But I wish I hadn't. I hadn't done that. But at the same time, you know, to have those moments and and keep pushing forward with it because it's it's all any. I guess for anybody, if you're creative and you're and you want to write, then then write because if there's a story that you have, you got to think about it this way: the only way that story going to exist, that's the only way that story is going to exist if if you write it. Now, we all understand the same. Stru- there are new are not any new structures of stories. It's the same story just retold over and over, yeah. but it's how you tell it, okay? Mm-hmm. The idea is great, but it's how you carry out the idea that makes it new, that makes it different, that makes it what you want to read. Mm-hmm. People talk about, well, Harry Potter is just a ripoff of Star Wars. Well, Star Wars is a ripoff too. I mean, yeah. it's just the hero's journey, okay? Yeah. But it's how it's told mm-hmm. that makes it exciting. Yeah. And so if you want to write... And right. If there's a story in you, it doesn't matter if you people think it's great or not. Just get it out. Yeah. And then if you have higher, uh, you have a higher desire for it, then go out, go there. Yeah. But you got to have it down first. Mm-hmm. And, and completing a story, the fact that you have something finished is amazing. Because if it's just going to sit in your computer, mm-hmm. I mean, like users sat in my computer for a number of years, mm-hmm. and it would have it done. And I debated: should I do this? Should I not do this? And I was just, I was kind of scared. Mm-hmm. Finally, I was like, okay. I needed to step. And the moment I stepped out, it was like the 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 doors blew open, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, and just the, fl- the creativity was flowing again. And I got it out there. And yes, if I sold some, I have, uh, I've I've made some money with it. But I'm like, it was just sitting on my computer. Yeah. And I've had a lot of people read it. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was a lot of people. I mm-hmm. mean, some people are like, oh, that's not a ton of people. But for me, it is. Like yeah. one other person reading well, it is yeah, a lot yeah. of people. If number one. Prior to that, but it was I, nobody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was yeah. me yeah. and I, and a few beta readers that I have. Yeah. But I encourage you if you if you want to write, put those words down because if you don't, you're the only person going to write those words. And yeah. if you believe in the story, the only way you actually had 
talk, had this conversation with somebody uh, yesterday. If, if it's your story that you want to tell, then get it out. Because sometimes it's very therapeutic. It sits, sits in your head. Get it out on paper. Then if you want to do something with it, go for it. And if you want to show somebody, show somebody. Um, but the idea of, of creating and, and making and sharing, I, I think it's wonderful. It's yeah. wonderful. And just, I, you know, I've been blessed in, in many ways. It's been hard and been discouraged. And I've had, I've had, uh, rejections from and nowadays most agents don't even respond to you or you get the form response yeah. and then a number of years ago you get it you get a letter every now and then I had one it was the meanest one I, I still have it it was the meanest one I ever got it wasn't long it wasn't like hey and you're and you're terrible your family hope your family does yeah. it wasn't like that but it was short to the point and it was like as far as my writing goes it was like the only thing they didn't do was put a bullet in the envelope and go, mm, you know what to do. Yeah, yeah. You know what to do now. Yeah. But I was like, all right, well, there you go. And people say you have to have thick skin. And like that, and you, again, when you put something out there, you're going to have people go, well, I didn't like that episode. Like, yeah. And you're like, you don't like anything. Yeah. So what's the matter? But but it's vulnerable, mm-hmm. like creating a podcast. You're, you're being vulnerable. You're yeah. saying, hey, this is something I'm passionate about. I'm going to share with people. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to like it. Some people aren't going to like it. Some people are going to be indifferent about yeah. it. And that's okay. Yeah. But you've, and people are like, you don't have a thick skin, you have that this. You're like, and it's true. And you've got to realize sometimes, you know, the world, I would love Men in Black, silly movie, but has some wonderful lines in there. It does have some and, good one-liners and in there. When, and when Tommy Lee Jones is talking to Will Smith, he was talking about, you know, a person is smart, but people aren't. Yeah. People are scared, reckless. Yeah. And, and it's true. Yeah. You're like, it's so true. Yeah. And so, by putting it out there, you're going to have people, you're going to have persons that come alongside you, but sometimes you're going to have groups of people or whatever. People think other things because they want to, but just, just I'm just one of those, keep creating, keep, and and not just for the sake of getting it out there. It's your, what you're passionate about. Put it out there. Don't be, don't be afraid. Um, and again, I started drawing cereal box characters and, and then, uh, because my, I was like, well, I've never drawn, you know, I, I didn't know Lucky Charms name was Sir Charms. Yeah. I had to look that up. That His name is Sir Charms. <laughs> if you're ever on Jeopardy, Sir Charms. I was like, I know that now. Thank you. My, my three-year-old daughter at the time th- thought I should draw him. That's funny. And I, and I was, and I was, it was fun. I yeah. did my version of them and, and did that. I've been able to meet some other artists and other people from that. And it's. I don't know. It's it's so that and, I, and I, I've had a chance now to kind of go back and think and go. This is this is the part that's exciting. You mm-hmm. get to meet other people and, and yeah. share uh, share what people because I was listening. I was at this conference out, and the, the, it was like always the common question. You see somebody, you'd say, "Hey," and there'd be like a three seconds of silence. Like, so what do you write? You yeah. know. And some people would tell me their ideas, what they wrote, and I said, "Well, what, what book are you working on?" And they tell me, and I go, "Wow." Never. You could have paid me a million dollars a day and for a thousand years. I never, ever would have come up with what you just came up yeah. with. And that's amazing. Yeah. That's great. And so you, you see all these things, and it's it's such a community that can be so encouraging. And But anyway, no, kind of ramble. No, no, I, I, I love it because I, I – this is kind of like the first thing. Like I have never really been that traditionally creative like I, I tried to learn guitar once, but I have really big fingers. It just didn't work out for me. Uh, I've always wanted to learn how to play the piano, but I don't have one. But uh, the goal, one of my goals in life. Speaking of goals, I want to be that guy that can just walk up to a piano and be like, "Oh, this old thing," and then just bust something out and walk off. That's like if I can do that, I will. I will. I can. I will die a happy man. Like I just want to do that one time. But uh, one, of, one of my favorite Far Side cartoons, which will not translate well in a podcast. <laughs> I just want you to know. So imagine it's it's got a it's one panel. 
It's got two guys, cowboys, sitting next to a fire. And it's got a guy in his back pocket, a gigantic grand piano sticking out of his pants. And the other guy goes, why don't you whip that thing out, Jim, play us a tune. And I always thought that was one of the funniest. But yeah. aren't they like the coolest people? Like, have you ever seen somebody walk up to him and be like, oh, this is Oh, thing. yeah. And like, oh, you should play it. And he's like, oh, okay, okay whatever. And then, <laughs> da, 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 da. like, you yeah. Yes. Like, that's the coolest person. Anyways, so that's, that's, I'll keep everyone updated if that ever happens. But, um, you know, this is kind of like the first thing I've ever, like, created. And, like, like I mean, I didn't create the equipment, but, like, I, I've, this is my own thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And there is some, it's kind of weird thinking like, like you said, like this is the fun part. Like I remember, I remember my first few ideas for this, like what I should call it, what it should be about, who I should talk to. And I had a lot of like time, like times where I was like, I shouldn't do it. Like there's just, just, just stick to your day job. Like just mm-hmm. quit. You know, there's, you don't need to worry about this. Like you can spend this money on other stuff. Like it just don't worry about it. But like I'm doing it now. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and again, I don't know what's going to happen with this, but like, I get to do this. And and for you, I'm sure you have many moments where it's like, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen in the future with this, but like, but you get to do this now. And, and, and I, I don't, I don't know to me again, like you said, I I think that's just, there's some beauty in that. There's some beauty in getting to that point where you have something that you can show to people and you can create something and say, this was an original thing for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it was obviously inspired by everybody's inspired by all kinds of different things, but this is a new creation for me. It's mine. And I'm proud of it. Like, oh, yeah. you know, like you said, users isn't perfect and whatever you create in the future, none of it will be perfect, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Like it's not supposed to be, it's, it's, it's from you. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a representation of you and who you are and, and how you think and, and what's brought you here, you know, today as a person. Mm-hmm. And so I really think there's some beauty in that. I think that's really cool. And I'm glad now that I can share a little bit in that experience and understanding what it's like oh, yeah. to have something you've created, you of know? Of course. Um, did you ever, did you ever hit any moments where you had like writer's block or anything specifically with users? I mean, I know you said that was a, that was a long time coming, no, but, yeah. but were there ever any moments where you just like, you just couldn't make it, could not put the words to paper? I think I, I you know, I've, I've listened to lots of different podcasts for screenwriters and writers and, and I've come to the conclusion uh, and here, and this isn't just original idea by me. It's something I'm like, no, I, I, I that resonates with me. Is uh, there isn't? I don't think there is a such thing as writer's block. Mm-hmm. I think it's just lazy writing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a day that whatever you're creating, it's like these are just dumb words. These are <laughs> these are doesn't make any sense. It's just going. I think it's just lazy writing. I think those moments happen, and there would be times where when I was I had an idea for a screenplay, and so I was working on it, and I was like, I need to get this done, and then. Of course, screenplays, you, you go by page counts. Mm-hmm. And if you're writing uh, long form, if you're writing novels, things, it's always word count. But screenplays, like uh, a page of, if you, you may not know this, but if you do, uh, a page in a screenplay is a minute of film. Mm-hmm. Okay, so page equals a minute. So 120 minute film, 120 pages. And most screenplays are 120. Now they're a lot longer. And some people will write tighter and things like that. So I knew, I wanted 120 and I was like, I had 80 pages. And I was like, I've got to finish this. And I hit a stride. And I and within like four hours or less than four hours, I cranked out the rest of it. it like, mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. And I was like, and it, I liked where it was going. And granted, I had to edit and things like that. But I'll have moments where it's just, I have, I have to get around, I have to realize that what I'm writing today is probably going to be trashy writing. Mm-hmm. Not that it's like, like I'm writing, you know, writing to these weird, creepy people, yeah. <laughs> that kind of trashy. <laughs> but like, it's just going to be, I'm not going to like it. And I've got to get to that point of just realizing, okay, if I, and, and sometimes I'll work when I get, when I'm in the project and I'm trying to, in a good flow, I have like a, usually a word count for mm-hmm. a day and I'll set, uh, sometimes I'll go ahead and in the future and I'll go, okay, I want this done by 
July 27th. So what are the words I need to write a day? This is this is the what I'm I'm wanting, you know, for this middle grades book I was writing it's 35,000 words. Well, users was uh, I ended up being right at 80,000 words. I'm like, "Oh gosh, that's two yeah. users. I can do I yeah. mean that's, that's I mean that's hat less than half yeah. of a user." And so um, I was like, okay, I want to be done by July 27th. So then I just backtrack the math and go, okay, how many words do I need today to get mm-hmm. that? And so it's hard on those days mm-hmm. when I feel like I, I have lazy writing or I can't think of something. And and, it, and it's new words, not going back. And, of course, it's one of those things, too. I got had to be – if I'm editing something, I'm like, that's good. That's good for the story. It's good for the story. It's good yeah. for the story. But I was like, I want new words. I want new words. And so I'd hit those moments where I'd go – there was one scene I wanted to get to. And I was like, I love this scene. I love this character. I love writing for this character because it kind of takes. Some, sometimes you have a character that just kind of takes on a life of their own, mm-hmm. and they'll say things the way that you don't normally say, which sounds kind of again. It's one of those things. Yeah. It sounds weird to people. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? And yeah. I'm like, this person that I created <laughs> is saying this thing that I just. It's yeah. true. It's true. When you when you get it going, the, and you put situations like, oh, that they would respond this way, and you start yeah. starts clicking. Yeah. And then some days you're going, gosh, and, they, and there were scenes getting up to it. I'm like, oh. And I did, and I and I wrote it in order. I didn't ever jump ahead to a scene. Now with this middle grades book, I'm going. I've jumped to scenes. I'm like, oh, I want to do this scene. Mm-hmm. I want to do this scene, and then I'll, I'll fix it when I get there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I I wanted to go in order. And it, those days that were harder. And again, it was lazy writing. Um, but the, the the ideas were still there. I just couldn't get to the ideas I wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. And so I had to get some of that build up and lead in and try not to be. And sometimes I, I have to realize like, okay. You know, because writing is rewriting. Once you get a first draft done, it's amazing. But the real writing happens on that second draft. Yeah. And I knew I'd and I'd sometimes I'd put like a box around it because I always type everything. I'd maybe put it in red and go, okay, at this time I knew what that meant. That I thought it was terrible writing. Yeah. And sometimes what'll happen, I'll start writing and I know it's terrible, but then I'll hit and I'm go, ooh, ooh, and it gets and it turns out better. I'm like, oh, it turned out because I. If I gave in days that I gave up on it and just like, hey, I'm just not gonna write today, um, it didn't. I never got to that point. Yeah. You know, you never. Got, it's like if you're reading a book and it gets slow. Well, you you never know if it's gonna get better if you don't keep reading. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't, but chances are it probably will. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I have those moments. So I, I'd have lazy writing and and I would say not good words mm-hmm. that I would that I would put down, but. That's you just got to keep on writing. And yeah. some days I would write. Maybe I'd get to the point if I had like a thousand words that day, I'd wanted or and I've done where I've done like fifteen hundred words a day. Mm-hmm. I felt really good about it. Now it's hard with two kids too. Yeah. Uh, so some of my word count will be like five hundred words. And if I get over that, wonderful. Mm-hmm. But I always keep that five hundred word goal. And if I'm ever <clears throat> over it, it just, I just get my yeah. my goal sooner. Yeah. And so I just have to realize it's going to be. It may be terrible writing that yeah. day. Maybe kind of crappy words, yeah. but you know. Well, two things. First off, you mentioned 80,000 words. That sounds like a nightmare to me because, like I said, I just finished school not too long ago, and I'm thinking about, like, papers I've had to write and everything, and they never reached that. Thank goodness they never reached that length. But that just – that like I said, I read through user. It was a – I don't know what, you know, the word long – like a long book is a, you know, subjective term. But, like, yeah. to me, it was a relatively long book. I mean, it wasn't just something you could read on a, in one sitting. Yeah. But, like, still, that's a, that's a lot of words. So, yes. um but I think, that, you know, the second thing, like, I think that just, again, goes back to the fact that uh, on those days, like, you didn't, you didn't, you know, throw in the towel. I mean, you, you accepted the fact that, you know, today's just not, it's, it's not clicking for some reason. It's not, you know, something's off in the air or whatever it was. And, and I, again, I think it goes back to the fact that you set out for a goal, you wanted to do it, and you told yourself, like, hey, 
there's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days. But I've told, like, I am committed to this. I'm going to do it. Even if the end product isn't perfect, it's probably not going to be. That's okay. I'm, I'm going to commit to this and stick through this process. Mm-hmm. I, th- I really think, like, that can be applied. I mean, it, it can't. It can be applied in so many ways because whatever you want to do in your life, whether it's write a book, whether it's start a, you know, start a company, whatever it is, it's, there's going to be ups and downs. Obviously that's a given, but are you willing to stick through those ups and downs? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's incredibly important to understand. And because like I said, so many people want so many things yesterday. They want it, you know, oh, yeah. like we, we, we see what we want. Like we want our future to look like it. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, why can't I have that right now? And you know, not that you're going to be guaranteed success in whatever field you choose, but if you stick with it, like, you know, my motto is like, if I, you know, if I do anything for one, two, three, four, five years, like I'm going to get better at it. Mm-hmm. You do anything for that long. You're going to get better at it. You want to be a better baker. Okay. Well, you bake for mm-hmm. long enough. You're going to get at it. You want to be a better writer. You write for long enough. You'll get better mm-hmm. at it. You want whatever it is. Like if you stick with it long enough, you are almost guaranteed to get better at it. And so to me, it's like, yeah, we all want what we want right now, but that's not an option really for mm-hmm. 99% of us. So are you willing to stick through that process? Are you willing to stick through the the times where you're having that lazy writing or, or the words just aren't coming to you? Mm-hmm. Um, I think being willing to stick through that is, is incredibly crucial and, and important. And I'm glad to see that you decided to stick through it and, and make it out, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, something I wanted to ask you about, you, you briefly mentioned uh, there a minute ago, you said something about the math doesn't add up. And I'm glad you said the word math specific, specifically <laughs> because – uh, on a somewhat different note, so you you are a uh, a school teacher, yes. correct? And I don't think you teach math. I do not correct? teach math. Yeah, <laughs> but that's a good segue yeah. to this. So so you you teach what grade do you teach? Fourth grade. You teach fourth grade. And what exactly do you do you do? I teach ELA, which I guess read reading and writing. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, also social studies. Yeah. So I teach as far as social studies. I teach American history from after. The uh, the founding founding of the colonies up till the aftermath of the Civil War. Yeah. So I have a pretty good scope of number of years there. Yeah. So prior to this, so I was I was sitting in my house, and for those that do not know, so my younger sister, uh, she she. I'm a, I think you taught her, didn't she? Didn't you teach her at she, one point? No, she wasn't in my class. I had her for I think a uh, 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 break everybody up in yeah. different groups, yeah. and I had her for that, and I was around her a lot. Yeah. But I didn't have her in my okay. I wish I'd had her, but I didn't have her yeah. in my class. Well, okay. Well, so I was sitting there with her, and I said, hey, what do you want to ask Mr. Wall? Like, I was, I was like, I'm not sure. <laughs> and, and she was like, she was like yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But mom, my mom was sitting over there, and she was like, Daniel, she was like, I want you to know, she said, those kids at that school, they love Mr. Wallace. Like, they really do. Like, Molly, Molly will come home all the time and talk about it. Like whenever she was, she was there, like she'll talk about it all the time. And like those kids really do. And yeah, I've, I've never been to, you know, well, uh, as a student, I've never been to, you know, your school, <laughs> but to me, what I imagine part of it is, and is you seem to have this just general, just fun about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, a funny quote I saw a long time ago is don't take life too seriously. Cause none of us get out alive anyways. Uh, yes. and, and I think, you know, it's a little bit morbid, but it's kind of, you know, Mm-hmm. I think there's a little bit of truth to that. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, hey, let's let's have fun while we're doing this. Whatever yeah. we're doing, like let's try to have fun with it. You know, life is short. Let's let's enjoy ourselves while we're at it. And yeah. I would imagine that's a little bit why, you know, the testimony of my mom, like she says, hey, like these kids really do love him a lot. And like I've always heard mom or Molly always talk about you. Like, is that true for you? Like, do you do you do you try to approach situations like that with 
whatever, you know, bit of fun uh, that you can. I do. I like to laugh. And, and again, at the same time, I'm very much structure as a teacher. You yeah. have to be that way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I always have the motto is uh, we work hard, play hard. Yeah. All right. We got to work hard. for. It's one of those things, too, like, again, trying to, you know, finish a book or finish writing or finish a pot, work on art, those kind of things. You got you to get the work. Because someday, mm-hmm. again, it goes back to that. My friend Brian told me one day someone's going to ask mm-hmm. and you got to have you know, mm-hmm. material to give. So I'm always at work hard, play hard. So I have a big structure. And when you teach, you, you've got to have that management kind of thing. And that, that's a big part of who I am. But my teaching partner and I, uh, we love to have fun. And so we'll do things together with the kids. And um, and then there's a, a lot of great teachers at my school that love to do a lot of things for kids. But we'll do, like we host a talent show and we'll MC it. And we'll put it together and make it fun. Mm-hmm. And we'll host a spelling bee. And we'll, um, we'll get uh, skits for the teachers to do in front of the school. We like to have those kind of things. Yeah. And there's a lot of people love to have fun. But, no, that's part of it because I'll tell them, too, you know, we, we work. Um, but I said once we work hard, then we'll play hard. Mm-hmm. You know, we, then we get to play. But it's always, I'm always like, in life – You'll have the most problems when you get those out of order. Yeah. Right. When you try to play instead of working a job, you're yeah. gonna get in trouble. <laughs> and if you play, you're not gonna get the work done. You're not gonna, so that that's the big thing. You know, once we, we know that and they they learn that really quick. But then we like to you know we know those roles and then we're like, hey, it's, then we can play. Then we mm-hmm. have fun. Then we can do this and joke and I'll draw them pictures and uh, do things like that. And they'll ask me, hey, can you draw this? And, you know, sometimes I'll do, I'll do that for them and things like that. But, uh, and we'll play music. And I, I love movies because, again, I love movies. So, and people, I remember when I was in school because, again, I, I, I'm not a first career teacher. I'm second. I was a youth pastor. And so I had to go back to school to get certifications. I got my master's and I got an EDS mm-hmm. and, um, they always say, you know, uh, classical music is what helps kids think. I was like, awesome. Yeah, I think it's kind of boring. I said, but movie <laughs> scores. Now that. Now yes. I'm playing some John Williams and yes. some Hans Zimmer and uh, playing, uh, uh, gosh, my mind's going blank on, on a number of these other people. But I'm playing off stuff from these movies. And also, too, sidebar, sidebar. All right. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon, cartoon movie. Mm-hmm. Listen to the score. The score is amazing. I'm drawing a blank on who did the score for How to Train a Dragon. But um, if only we had a device. Yeah. That could, if we type something in, we'll, we would know. That's a, that's a segue. But like the score for that, for How to Train Your Dragon, is a, if you like movie scores. John Powell. John Powell. Yeah. It's phenomenal. It's so good. And so I'll play that all the time when the kids are coming in or we're doing work. Because so, there's no words in it. Mm-hmm. Because if they, I was listening to it, there's words that would distract me. But yeah. hearing that music, and sometimes it makes things more epic when you're reading or you're yeah. taking something. You're like drumming in yeah. and Duel of the Fates is happening yeah. with Star Wars. You're going, but um, we'll try to do things like that. And I'm not a perfect teacher, I'm yeah. sure. I mean, if every student loved me, I'd be like, "Are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> and so that's life. There, there. Uh, some are my favorite, and I, I, I work in a school. I work in fourth grade. All the other fourth grade teachers are amazing, uh-huh. and students love them. And uh, I'm, I'm very thankful to be to be in that community. And um, but now it's I, I try to do that way. And, and I'm, I'm, again, I'm not always successful yeah. at it, but. It's one of those things I'm always like, why? I said, why are y'all more worried about, gra- you know, like, let's learn. Let's yeah. learn. Let's do it for learning and the yeah. fun and the playing with it. But, no, it's exciting, though. I, I'm um, I'm very thankful where I am, very blessed to be where I am and learning things uh, new every year, trying to learn as much as I can about teaching. That's yeah. another thing about, you know, doing the work, trying to research and going, okay, what's working best? And the kids teach you things and every group of kids is different and you you got to learn. But they learn me. They know me better than almost any, and I learn them. I learn yeah. their their little ticks. They learn my little ticks of yeah. what's happening. So, 
it's you know you try and you know you, you hope you they know that they're my thing is I hope they know they're loved by the end yeah um, I hope they know they're I mean obviously loved before that but yeah. uh, but you know I have them for 10 months and I want to know that they're cared for yeah. and um, that, that's the biggest blessing that I think we have have yeah. you have you had a moment yet where you've had a student come through and you'll see them like at some point down the down the line he'll be like oh my gosh like like that, oh, yeah. You know, like you're like first off, like wow, they've grown up. But like, have they? Has a student ever come up to you and be like, oh, like Mr. Wallace, like you know, like I guess what I'm getting at is like I, there are many students, there are many students, many teachers, professors in my life that I had when I was younger, and they made a big impact on me. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I'm a lot older now than when I, you know, last was in their classroom. But to this day, like they still, I still remember like moments in their class where they made me feel, you know, important and like mm-hmm. they made me feel heard, and and that's always made it's stuck with me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so every time I see them, I'm like, like I always want to make a, 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 at least one gesture just to say, Hey to them, or just to, yeah. you know, speak to them. Like, have you ever had a moment with, with any uh, students yet at, at this point? I mean, I know you teach fourth grade, so they're still relatively young, but yeah, you- yeah. It's crazy because once they hit fifth grade, they just seem like they just mature. Yeah. Um, and we had my, get my teaching partner, Cortland. <clears throat> we, uh, this past year, there were some students we wanted to see. It was the last volleyball game. Apparently, the volleyball team had been doing well. And so we went. And there were a number of students that we knew, former students that we had that were on the volleyball team. And we went and we saw these kids there. And we were like, oh, my goodness. Like, look how tall you are. Look at you. Look at your face. <laughs> like, you're like, like, like driving. And then you'll have – and the kid came up to us and was talking to us. And I recognized his face. And I go, I, I, I cannot. Who is that? Yeah. They've grown up so is that much. Is awkward? Like, do you feel, and, do you feel like you should – like you should, you should know who yeah, they are. Yeah, it's well. If you hear anybody talk to anybody, adults include them. Like, hey, buddy, hey, sport, <laughs> hey, pal. I am trying to figure out your name. Nine times out of ten, I just gave myself up. No, I'm just kidding. I know everybody's name. I never forget. Them. And but you no, know, we'll see that. And then there's there's students that you meet that you you grow close to their families yeah. and them, and you're able to kind of see them grow. And then like one day, boom, you're like, oh my goodness, you went. When did this young adult? Because I'm like, I, I I imagine, and of course. And it's one of those things. Sometimes they're like they roll their eyes. Sometimes they laugh, and it usually embarrasses them. And I talk yeah. about the fourth grade version yeah. of them because because yeah. I'm constantly in fourth grade, yeah. okay? Because I'm yeah. constantly with the the books of of the stories and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And people talk. If you ever read Diary of a Kid, Cheese Touch, oh, that's goodness. a thing, that's, you know, all that. Those you know. books were so. I didn't read a lot when I was younger, but those books. Oh. They might as well have gone in the Louvre, the Louvre, or the Louvre, however you say it. Like, <laughs> yeah. For me, those were like the pinnacle oh, of art. It's still, <laughs> it's still every year. Kids, there are kids that are oh, like, this so is, good. this is it. They're and so, so they're like, and they're way past that. And I'll bring yeah. back things, and then they get embarrassed. But then we laugh, and yeah. they realize we're coming through, and like inside jokes that we would have, or like my teaching partner and I will do with them. But no, it was funny. We were walking out of that uh, game. This was in, um, I think, beginning of April, or end of March. And there was a family walking out, and there was this real dude. Because you're like what six, eight, six, nine, nine seven, <laughs> no. eight foot two. What are you? I, I'm I'm a five four. A I'm a conf- <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I am a confident six three. Uh, depending on the shoes I have on, I can be a little gotcha. bit taller. Usually, usually around. Yeah, with there. your voice, you're not five two. Yeah. It would be great. He is five two. People, I'm looking at this guy who's peering over the table with that deep voice. but He's, he's looking down on top of me right now. So there was somebody who was like tall, like he was like over six foot. Yeah. And they're going like, and he turns around and he says, hey, Mr. Wall. I was like, oh my goodness, it's yeah. you. And I say his yeah. name and everything. And then they're loud. I was like, what have you, who are you? What happened to you? I thought you were like some exchange student from like somewhere. And so 
and it was crazy. You'll have those shocking moments where you'll see a student, and then you'll have these students that will come up to you, and they smile, and, they again, they're not embarrassed. And they'll give you a hug, and they'll talk to you, and you're just like, you look at them, and you're going out. And I saw a student that I had who's going into 11th grade, so I'm at the grocery store. And um, and because I have a beard now, it's kind of a longer beard, and I didn't have that years ago. (laughs) Miracle growth. It's like Chia Pet. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And and so it's not like you know, giant like you know, ZZ Top. I just dated myself then. But um, (laughs) but anyway, so I I saw it. I was like, hey. And she looked at me, and I looked at her, and I immediately recognized her because she's just you know just one of those people. And I remember students, and I had a nickname for. And I called her that nickname. She's like, oh, my goodness, Mr. Walls. And then we talked right there for about 10 minutes. And I, I just told her, I said, you seem like you're doing so great. And she said, I really am. I was like, that, I said, you've made my week. You've made my month just knowing because that you're doing well. And, and she was chatting with me, just telling how school was going and just life. And I was going, oh, my goodness. Because, again, for 10 months, you're connected to these students. And I think any teacher would say this. You're connected to these students for 10 months, and you you invest. You don't just care for those 10 months. You you literally care for for their whole life. Yeah. And you, you're you concerned about it. You're worried about your, your success. You want to cheer with them and your their successes. And we'll see them like many of them track and field. We'll see like stuff that comes up. Um, on Facebook or the paper or whatever, and you're going, gosh, you just look at me, you're like, you just want to tell them, you're like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. And you just see that makes you smile, like, oh, and and you see that when you get a chance to see them, then you're just you're just dump truck loading of yeah. stuff going, I'm so yeah. proud of you. This is yeah. going on. And this, I'm your biggest fan. I know, and it is. And you're, <laughs> and you're able to sit there and see them because you remember those days. You remember yeah. the times and the memories. And so you'll have those moments, and sometimes it's crazy, and, and you know, that's a huge blessing. And the fact in my school, my three through five school, so we're right in the middle. So when the kids come in third grade, you get to see them. You don't know really who they are, but you get to kind of, and you get to know some of them. And then you get to maybe have some in fourth grade to be around. But then you get another year of them being in the building where you can kind of still visit with them or see them in the hallway and stuff, which huge, huge blessings yeah. to be able to have that. So very thankful for that. No, and I've had a couple moments like that myself where like I'll see – uh, you know, one, if she hears this, then, you know, uh, she'll, she knows us already, but one, my favorite teacher throughout all of middle school was Miss Smith. She was my fifth grade teacher. I believe she taught history. Uh, she had a nickname for me and, and she would like, I, I forget what it is now, but she had it like, she had a nickname for me for some reason. And like, she was always, my she was always so kind to me. She was also nice to me. And like, still to this day, like, she would see me, you know, in high school and she would always come up to me like after games and stuff. And she would come visit me and just, she'd chat with me and say, Hey, how are you doing? Like, you know, she, she talked to me and, um, but no, there were moments like that where even like into college, like, you know, I didn't, I wasn't in town as much. Uh, and for some reason, like maybe I was in town for like the holidays or something, we bumped in, into each other and, and we'd chat for a little bit and, and she would have the same reaction, like, you know, just, just to see me, like it, mm-hmm. it made me feel really special because I still felt like, you know, she still made an impression on me after all these years because she always, like, she was always very kind to me. She always made me, you know, feel like if I ever said something that was correct, she always made me feel very smart. And if I was said something <laughs> wrong, she was like, you know, didn't make me feel too stupid. Uh, but, but you know, she always stuck with me after all these years because she was just a, a great teacher to me. And it was nice to know that I had stuck with her a little bit, you know, throughout all these years, that it wasn't just a one-way street in that regard. And so I think that's a really special thing. Like, yeah, you said you, you know, you spend 10 months with these kids, but it's not like you're just sitting in a room twiddling your thumbs. I mean, you're, you're really, 
you're kind of you're, you're investing in these kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and whether they realize it or not, like that's gonna that's gonna make an impact on them down the road. And uh, I imagine that's a, a very a very special thing for you. And, and it is. Yeah, I, I really I'm a little bit jealous of it. I think it's I think it's pretty cool. Uh, but you mentioned something that uh, I, I've been really eager to talk to you about. Um, and it has, it, it does relate to the shirt that you're wearing. Uh, for those that are not aware that, that are listening, he is currently wearing a Star Wars shirt and he mentioned, you were talking about scores and mm-hmm. you mentioned the, this, I think you mentioned the Star Wars score. Uh-huh. Uh, and although we, we were talking before this episode, we were talking about the Mandalorian. I haven't watched it, mm-hmm. but I have seen all of the Star Wars movies. It's my mm-hmm. favorite franchise. I love the movies. I didn't grow up on it, but I got really big into it whenever the Disney trilogy came out because mm-hmm. I was the, like, that was the first time I got to see a Star Wars movie in the theaters. Like that was really cool for me. And so I want to know what is your personal ranking of the Star Wars movies? <laughs> of the, of the uh, we, we can, if you want to include the, the the two story movies, the 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 Rogue One and Rogue the Han, One. If and you Han. want to include those, you can, but you don't okay. have to. But I at least want to hear your ordering of all nine of them: the the pre the preludes. Uh, or the prequels, mm-hmm. the original trilogy, and the Disney trilogy. The, I want to hear the what sequel your trilogy, sequel trilogy. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear what your thoughts are on them. Okay. Um. Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because there's no, there's no, you know, there's no right answer here, but there are no. a lot of wrong answers. Yes, there are. You're exactly right. <laughs> I love. Let's see. Of course, going with the new Rogue One. I will say this for Rogue One. I love that movie, and some people, and, and we're and we're seeing it though through. Kenobi, Obi Wan Kenobi, right now. That John Williams actually the first. It's the first streamer. It's the first movie outside of the main nine that he actually did the score for. Oh, really? So he did he did the theme Obi Wan Kenobi's theme, mm-hmm. uh, and it's set in that time. And, and some people are like, I said to me, it's like it's it's like history. You get mad because there's Civil War movies. You get yeah. mad because no, it's 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 you're looking at the history. So I love that time period. I love the time of the stormtroopers and stuff. In mm-hmm. in the original trilogy, I love that. So Rogue One really was was I really liked that a lot. But let's see. Um, uh, if I go as a kid, uh, my favorite one was always Return of the Jedi because mm-hmm. it was the Ewoks. But yes. as I got older, I'm like, it's like <laughs> they when, got you. when I they was got a, you as a kid. I know, they did. There was if you ever watch How I Met Your Mother, he has the Ewok <laughs> theory that if you're of a certain age, you hated it. Turn Jedi because you, it was so baby. Yes, but they remind you of your teddy bear. Yeah, and so I didn't have a teddy bear, but I had stuffed, I had a stuffed rabbit. So it was close enough for me. Yeah, but uh, just like I loved Temple of Doom, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, and as I got older, I realized Raiders was a much better movie. Yeah. Temple of Doom was so weird, but I was like, he used his whip so much in that movie. <laughs> if you look, he uses his whip a lot in 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 the second one, in the first one, he used a little bit of his whip and gun, and the third one he uses his gun a little bit more. So anyway, um, and then we won't talk about Crystal Skull. That doesn't exist. That doesn't <laughs> see, exist. See, that, so I'm not going to give any hot takes on you. That was the first one I watched. Oh, I'm so sorry. Because like, I didn't so grow sorry. up on Indiana Jones. And so, so whenever sorry. that one came out, it was like, oh, an Indiana Jones movie is coming out. And I was yes. like, oh, let's go see what this is. And, you know, as a kid, I was like, whoa, shiny alien head. Like, <laughs> no. I, you know, looking back all these years now, it's. Go go back and watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Last Crusade. Is phenomenal, and yeah. t- uh, of course, Ra- Raiders this. amazing, Dimble Doom, and but Raiders <clears throat> and Crusader awesome. But okay, all right, Star Wars. Now, yeah. um, I- I'll probably start Empire. Well, hold on, it's em- so em- Empire is a. I'll say Empire. A lot of good things happen. I'll say I'll say Empire, um, New Hope. Is this so? So is this Je- going? So no, return, this is return this is your is your is your number one. Well, no, I'll say Empire. 
A New Hope okay. Return. Okay. I, if, okay. I, if I've said little kid me, oh, would have okay. said Jedi. Fair enough. Because I saw that one. For some reason, I saw yeah. that one the most. Yeah. I don't know why I saw that yeah. one the most. I guess if they played on TV a yeah. lot more. Yeah. Which they don't do stuff like You have to pay for that, man. Yeah. And so I'll say, okay, Empire, Hope, uh, New Hope, and then Jedi. And then, I mean, just be prepared. And not this, how they came out is how they're. Let's see. Um, then I'll say Phantom Menace. Oh man! I'll say putting, I'll, the, putting episode three real high up there. I, I'll say Phantom Menace. It's I don't know. Chart. We all I, okay. There's all. all right, <laughs> I'm gonna stop. It. I'm gonna pause here. There is a theory that's proven wrong, but I still will. I will that choose a, to that believe he's a, that he's, he's a, a Sith Lord. Yes, yes, he is. And if you all right, if you look at the prequel trilogy as Jar Jar being a Sith Lord and everything he did was on he purpose. Is one. That movie is phenomenal. And it makes so so much there's there no is, way he's that lucky. There's no reason he should be in the Senate Council. No. Why I, would you put him there? And just the battle with the droid army, yeah. how he accidentally does this, he accidentally does this. He's he doing these backflips and stuff. When they jump off yeah. on if they jump off the ledge with their lightsabers, he's kinda of hanging on. He's doing that on purpose, yeah. you know. I when I choose to believe that, that movie is a thousand times better. And also yeah. too, I will say this, Dave Filoni Who's in charge of? He was in charge of uh, uh, Clone Wars cartoon, and and he's made a lot. He's mm-hmm. him and John Favreau, you know, did Mandalorian and stuff. And he's he's like George Lucas Jr. Mm-hmm. He loves Lucas, mm-hmm. um, and he I think Lucas would be proud of everything he's done. Mm-hmm. And his view of what George did, like me talking like we're friends, like we're friends, George <laughs> Lucas, George, Georgia boy, uh, that we were. What he had done with the Duel of Fates and what it meant, they were like, because Qui Gon Jinn is my most favorite Jedi mm-hmm. in all of Star Wars. Yeah, and in the whole canon franchise, Qui Gon is my most favorite. Which one is Qui Gon? He it was Liam Neeson. Yeah, okay. I was, okay. For, for some reason, His, in my head, I was thinking he was the dude that's like blue and has the things. Yeah. For no, some no. My, I was like, wait, what? Uh, but yeah, yes. like, I'm following you now. Um, he is my favorite, and so I'll, I'll say that because I love that character. So mm-hmm. that'll be my fourth one. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, Last Jedi is going to be the last one. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, well, spoilers. Yeah. It's on the end of yeah. least favorite. Um, I'll say, um, I'll go Force Awakens. Okay. So I'll go Empire, Hope, um, Jedi, um, Phantom Menace, Force Awakens. Um, and then I'll say, oh gosh, um, Clone, uh, Clone Wars. Um, uh, Revenge of the Sith, I guess. Wow, that's I don't a, know. I'm just yeah, hold on. There's a lot of them, so I know it's 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 kind of hard. It's like you know, it's it's hard keeping them all in line. Okay, I'll, I'll do this. Okay, I'll put Rise of Skywalker. Also, I, love, I love the list. Like I'm not. I'm not. Oh no, no, you're you know, good. Rise of Skywalker, Revenge of the Sith, and then Last Jedi. And I would probably put uh, Solo. I'd oh I'd go. Um, Solo, then um, Rise of Skywalker, um, Revenge of the Sith, and Last Jedi. I'd probably put Solo right there. And then Rogue One, I'd probably put Rogue One after Phantom Menace. I really like Rogue One. So so I'll, I'll give my – I, I want to tell you mine as well. I'm going to give my – it's been a while since I've watched Rogue One, so I need to go back and rewatch it. But to me, Rogue One, it's a good movie. But I felt like the first two acts of it were just very slow. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like it just it just slow like just 
churn by and it just like took for it. And then, but now, that, that, now that you know the script issue because they had to redo the half the movie, yeah, like they yeah. had re- so that's it's yeah. choppy in that, yeah. but but the third act though, oh, the, act, the, yes. in the Vader scene, oh, man. that makes the movie, oh my gosh, that third act mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Oh my goodness, it. I, I'm I'm always torn on Rogue One because one half of me is like the third act is so good, yes. But then I'm like, but the first, I don't know. To me, it's kind of like it's but, kind but of they boring. explain how yeah, the fact it's that a great they, story they explain like, how yeah. that one thing happened. So I'm like, that's really cool. You yeah. made a movie like again, yeah. Kenobi. I mean, basically yeah. Obi Wan Kenobi's around the one line when Darth Vader says, yeah. "A presence I haven't felt since," mm-hmm. and the whole show's wired around that yeah. pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, from a story standpoint, it does. I'm glad they filled in that aspect. Which yeah. is anybody that hasn't watched Star Wars is going to make zero sense <laughs> anyway. But sorry, uh, I, I, I as a as a young person that had to go back and watch all nine of them or however many yes. of them, you can suffer through it as well, like I did. But to me, I have a I change my list all the time. There's some constants in yes. the list for me. I. I always try to give a good mix of like from a technical standpoint and also just pure enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Like there's some movies mm-hmm. that I know they're not the best, but I, I love watching, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. um, for me, top of the list has always been empire. I oh, love empire. I think yeah. it's a great movie. I think from a technical standpoint, it is phenomenal from a, like a story standpoint. I think it's phenomenal. I think it's fun. I think mm-hmm. it's like, I think if you're going to show someone star Wars, like the original trilogy, if you're going to show them a movie, you show them that one. Mm-hmm. Like, cause new hope is good. I'm not saying new hope is good, but it's, it's a little slow. It can be like the oh, yeah. phenomenal. Oh no, it's, it's a little slow. slow. Like, no, it's like I've, oh, shown, I got you. I've shown new. Uh, you know, I know people that like have never watched Star Wars. I'm like, yeah, let me let me see what it is. And so, like, Gosh. I'll show them New Hope, and they're like, okay, like, is that what <laughs> what they what happened? Now, it's a great story, but like, it's it's a little slow at times. But it's a phenomenal movie. But for me, I'm putting Empire up there. I know I was just saying it's kind of slow, but I still love New Hope. Mm-hmm. I would probably probably do Empire New Hope. I this is gonna be maybe a little bit of a hot take. I'm a big fan of the Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe it's a little bit because it was the first movie I got to see in theaters. Okay, so no, I'm, no, I'm that, that has a lot of power. I'm, yeah. I'm acknowledging mm-hmm. up front that I may be looking back on it a little bit up, you know, with rose-colored glasses. But for me, one of the things that I really like about it is the the characters they give in that movie. There's a lot more to them from the very beginning than like. Okay, if you compare a New Hope. And for and Force Awakens, all we know about let's take you know we take mm-hmm. the two villains for example. Not trying to say that Kylo Ren is, is like better than Darth Vader by any means. That's that's like almost sacrilegious. But <laughs> if you look at New Hope, the only thing you know about him is that he's this big scary man. Oh yeah, with a deep voice and a red lightsaber. Now he's really cool, but that's it. That's mm-hmm. all you know. Mm-hmm. When you get to Force Awakens, if you compare it, Kylo Ren has a great backstory. Not only well, I don't. I don't know if I want to spoil the thing. I'm not going to spoil the thing the, the, if anybody's not watched <laughs> it right. still. I know it's many years down the road, but I'm not going to spoil the thing. But there's a lot of baggage that we learn about him from yep. the get-go. I mean, he is a emotionally tormented individual. He's mm-hmm. like constantly fighting between whether he should, you know, join this side, join that. Like, oh, yeah. he's a very complex individual, and mm-hmm. all of them are that way. And I thought that was really cool. And to me, I was like, that's like that that could have if there's one thing I could say about New Hope, it's like, it's kind of missing that. Like, you know, Darth Vader, again, he's a great character. I'm not saying he's not. But, like, if you're just watching New Hope, he's just kind of this big scary man with a deep voice and a red lightsaber. You don't really know anything about it. Now, you learn a lot more about him down the road. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm conceding that now. But I really like Force Awakens. I think it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy watching it. And if, if I'm going to sit down to watch one just for the fun of it, that's the one I'm going to watch. I love watching it. Okay. Gotcha. I think it's, I I like think it's it. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's my that's probably my hot take of, of the day. <laughs> um, from there, let's see. What I'm trying to think of what movies I have. I'm, I'm uh, forgetting at this point. I'm gonna go Return after that. Return of the Jedi, I think. Uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. What's the third one called? Uh, episode three. I'm blanking. Oh, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. I get those two com- confused all the time. Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith. Because you know that was original name for Jedi was Revenge yeah. of the Jedi, yeah. and then yeah. he was that's like, why I was like, Jedi don't have yeah. revenge. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith. I think Rise of Skywalker. I think it's a good movie. I think it was handicapped because of the previous yeah. movie. Yes, and I don't necessarily. I don't. I put. I point that. I point the finger at the previous movie more than I point the finger at Rise yes. of Skywalker. Yes, because the, I forget his name, but the guy that directed Force Awakens. Also directed Rise of Skywalker, I believe. Yes, yes, that was. Um, but the guy that directed uh, Ryan Johnson, yes, did Last Jedi. Ryan Johnson did, did Last Jedi. Yes, Ryan Johnson screwed up. And to me, I wish that if to me, I think that I mean, I'm forgetting all the names. But if the guy that directed, you know, Force Awakens and and Rise of Skywalker um, also directed the middle one, I think people would have a more favorable look oh goodness, of Rise of Skywalker. Did, uh, my mind is going to blank. But I, I think. The reason I'm saying this is I enjoy Rise of Skywalker for what it is. It's not perfect, but I think it's a yes. I think it's a fun movie, and mm-hmm. I think that if it wasn't for the Last Jedi, it would be looked on a lot more favorably. And so for that reason, I'm going to drop it right after uh, Return of the you know, Revenge of the Sith, and then okay. at this point, I don't really like any of them. At this point, I don't like Last <laughs> Jedi. I don't, like, I don't. I dislike them for different reasons. Like uh-huh. the Last Jedi. The story got so screwed up. It was a good story to me. Like mm-hmm. I thought it was a good story overall. But then Rose, I hate the fact that she sa- that she sacrificed herself. That was Finn's moment. He should have like whenever she saved him. When it, I, this maybe I don't spoilers or I don't know whatever. Yeah, At this point, it's been years. It's year number, shit out whatever. But that was whenever she sacrificed himself herself for Finn. That was his moment to do that. And that's I why I didn't so understand. Mad. I was so I was like, why did you take that? You were so. You're such an insignificant character. You did not need. You took that moment from him. Well, and, and not it, that I wanted yeah. him to die, but I was like, that's like the hero's death he needed. That would have been yeah. such a good moment for him. The casino planet was stupid. It was such a like. That I was whole, hoping Lando would have been in there. Yeah. I saw a but the thing I didn't understand with Rose is she was like, no, you can't do this. You can't do this. It was like, okay, where are we going there? And then she does it. I was yeah. like, so. And if they want to have whatever, if they're building something together or whatever, that's great. Yeah. But I'm like, why would you do that? And see, my well, there's lots of little problems, but it has the slowest. Car chase in the history of cinema. We literally spend what forty minutes with this huge Imperial destroyer, yeah. this little ship, because they and they're just they can't go and they're just slowly yeah. waiting for them to run out of. Yeah. We are in the eighth yeah. Star Wars movie ever, yeah. and there was a plot line of waiting for someone to run out of gas. Yeah, it, that's a, that's, that's a all pretty, we got. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's it's little things like that that yeah. I'm like the story the story's kind of bad. Yeah, but it's a, it is a kind of fun movie. Like there's, there's some, some fun aspect. Like yeah, the in regards to that the scene where they split. The yes, game. that was awesome. Oh my gosh, if super I could awesome. That up and keep that with me. In my, yeah. Oh my, that's that was a great idea. There's there's tons of great moments in that movie. I think, but overall the story's just so handy. Like. Like Rose didn't need to do that. That was Finn's moment. Yeah. The casino planet, it was stupid. The whole yeah. thing with the runner, like that, all that stuff is I just can't overlook that. Yeah. But for those reasons, that's why I point the finger at it and not Rise of Skywalker. Yes. You know what I'm saying? They they never had a direct they never had because everybody wants their Kevin Feige. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> there was no one overseeing the whole thing. Yeah. And to say, hey, here of course you had Lucas who yeah. oversaw everything. Yeah. And I've read little snippets of what 
he possibly would have had in his trilogy. And you're like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it made it made the prequel trilogy not hated as much. Mm-hmm. I know that because I had so many issues with the prequel trilogy. Yeah. But it was like one of the things. And here's the thing: like this is because you weren't alive in this part. But like when when Phantom Menace came out, like. We had a Star Wars movie. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you know, 83 was yeah. when Jedi came out. And yeah. You've got this, and you're going, oh, my goodness. And not only Star Wars, but there's Jedis, and there's, like, multiple Jedis, and there's lightsabers, and you're seeing this fight, and you're like, oh, my goodness. And you're watching it, and you're there, and you're excited, and you're there, and you see in the smoke the lightsabers come on, and yeah. you just see them, like, yeah. Jedis apparently go in kill mode. Yeah. If they're attacked, they destroy everything yeah. to accomplish their goal. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my goodness. And then... You see Jar Jar Banks, and then you then you hear like these guys of Trade Federation, uh, the Trade Federation, going, uh, "What? Why do you sound that way? Yeah. What is what is going on right here? Yeah. What, what movie am I watching? This is making yeah. me feel a little uncomfortable." Yeah. And then there there were some documentaries that were done on it, and it was everybody had the same feeling. You saw you went and watched it, and you're like, and then you saw Darth Maul, mm-hmm. and then you saw that, and like, oh yes, character. and you're like, yes, and you're like, oh, he's dead now. Yeah. Like, but you're like that score, you're like, okay, we're like, okay, yeah. I'm pod yeah. racing, and he says Loma Lumatafa. I don't really understand <laughs> what you're trying to say. Okay, and but then you went back. I, I saw that movie four times in the theater. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I saw it. It was a terrible taste in my mouth. But <laughs> and it was like a common thing. You went back and saw it again. You're like. Maybe I was wrong. Yeah. Maybe I missed it. Maybe yeah. that's the thing. And you're watching, you're going, no, this yeah. is actually worse than I remember. And then you went to third time going, okay, okay, maybe they've changed it. Yeah. Maybe he's released a yeah. new. And But then you saw everything and you, you saw lots of things together and you, you realize like Chewbacca and Yoda were friends. I'm like, I don't really need that. Yeah. But it's like, Mike, George, it's George Lucas' story. Mm-hmm. He do what, these are his toys. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants to. And I was like, okay, cool. And then you, then we sold it and some things changed. You're like, and there was no direction. And it's all canon. You're like, yeah. And and I, and they're going back and they're playing with these characters and doing different things, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And so I and of course strict COVID, I think, shut lockdown mm-hmm. changed everything. And yeah. I think the idea of all these streamer shows with Star Wars are, you know, yeah. and I, I'm loving it. You yeah. know, Kenobi's been I've really enjoyed it. It's got one more episode left. Mm-hmm. Think yeah, just one more. I think it was five. It was really neat seeing people back, but but no, I like that. All right, let's finish your list. I'm sorry. Well, so I don't know how I would rank the last three. The last three for me personally is hard. I don't know. Like if, if you're gonna make, if you're gonna point a gun to my head, I would probably put Phantom Menace and then Rise of Skywalker and then Attack of Clones. I hate Attack of Clones. <laughs> it's, it's I rough. Yeah. It. I just do. It's it's. But bad. the thing is, with me, like again, I had a different experience though with the first two prequels. Uh-huh. I, mean, I just watched them on TV, mm-hmm. and the whole time, like for me, they're just so <laughs> boring. I was like, man, AC Slater, oh, Kenobi, man, I was like, what <laughs> is this? But there's some good moments in Phantom. Like, man, Darth Maul's a awesome character. Yeah. I mean, there's some great moments in it. So I, I give it a few points for that over Rise of Sky. Like, Rise of Skywalker, the story just got butchered in, in yeah. that one. And there's, there are some good moments in it, but I just, I have a, I do not like Attack of Clones. Never liked it. Never have. I don't want to, not for me. It's not, the, it's, the only good part is seeing, is it Samuel L. Jackson when he decapitates Yeah, Mace Windu. Yeah, yeah, that's the only, that's Django. The one, yeah, that's the one, that's the one uh, moment right there for me, but I just don't like Attack of Clones. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a rough one. I, I just have a hard time with the, the new, the sequel trilogy, but no, but Qui-Gon Jinn was, when I saw yeah. him, I was like, oh my goodness. I guess seeing that yeah. was like, I loved like that's the fact that he was always on the verge, and he was the yeah. one that sent. He was the one that sensed 
that he's the one. That, and then it's always one of those things like, and Dave Filoni mentioned this, but even when I was younger, I was like, he's this father figure mm-hmm. that Anakin needed, and then his brother's raising him. And Dave Filoni, like, of course, in more eloquent ways and more detailed ways, you know, talks about that and talks about it's it's the fate of this child. And and I, I want to see, I do want to see a moment before this Obi Wan Kenobi show is gone that like Qui Gon Jinn's Force Ghost just appears to Anakin's like just throws his arms up <laughs> and then like walks away yeah. and just walks through a wall. Yeah. Then even like just then disappeared. Yeah. Like just walks through the wall then yeah. disappears. Of of how he changed everything. Yeah. Like his his influence in his life would have changed everything. But and the fact of how powerful he was and and all that. It's love love that character. Yeah. Um and I was like that's what Fantasman gave of course it gave us Jar Jar. Yeah. But if you if you look at him through the lens, I am a firm believer he's a he's a secret I'm, Sith. He, I, he has to be. He it is. makes the most sense. It, it really does. Like it I, makes it far more watchable. It really does. Honestly, I mean, he manipulated everything. Yes, and it makes sense. Like you know the dummy in disguise. You know, like it makes total yeah. sense. Um, so yeah, I, I've been wanting to ask you that. I was like, I want to know. I want to know what. What's your definitive? And and the thing is, they they probably it'll probably change. Like if it'll you ask me tomorrow, it would probably be totally different. Um, but yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Uh, one more thing I wanted to ask you about, and I I I, I made a, a promise that I would add to my to my mother before this. Okay. Uh, she she was like, I want you to ask him about this. I said, awesome about it. Um, so I learned today. This is totally totally separate from what we were just talking about. Um, I learned today. So you have a how many children do you have? I have two. And what are, what are their names? Uh, Maggie and Wilson. So I learned today that Maggie's adopted. Is that yes. correct? Yes. I did not know that. Yes. Uh, and mom told, my mom told me, she was mm-hmm. like, do you know that she was adopted? I was like, no, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for those that don't know, I also have an adopted younger sister. Her name is Molly. Um, and she's, mm-hmm. you know, I just wanted to ask you about that experience. Like, what was it like? For, what kind of led you all, you, you know, you and your wife to want to go through with that process and just kind of what your thoughts are on that whole process in and of itself, because I know from being the child of a parent that has adopted a child, mm-hmm. uh, it is a process, mm-hmm. uh, you know, different ways for each different family, but kind of want to ask you just a little bit about your thoughts on that and, and what that was like for you all. Yeah. She, Maggie, um, she's kind of become my muse. She was the <laughs> one that a lot of the art I created, at least close to 50% I created in 2020 was inspired by her. She says, Hey, we do this. And, um, even wrote my middle grade story I'm writing is based on the title as a name nickname I've given her her whole life and the main character's name is Maggie mm-hmm. and uh, I've written some uh, like a story a picture book uh, story about that uh, inspired by her so she she's inspired me in so many ways we we um, our story we we struggled with uh, with having children for a long time and we were at the point of Either dumping lots of money in infertility, mm-hmm. um, or fertility. I guess you don't want to pay money to be in yeah. not fertile. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Strike that reverse. <laughs> uh, but or adoption, and we we'd had both had a heart for adoption for years, and mm-hmm. um, we always said we'd love to adopt a child, and we were unable to ha- have children, and um, and so we started the adoption process. It's grueling. It's mm-hmm. grueling. It was a two year. Process. The, process. The, the moment we said, the moment we said yes, and the moment we started, it was about two years. Mm-hmm. Um, it was hard. We got to the point where we um, 
close the the nursery because because when you're adopting, you're always doing things. You're mm-hmm. doing home studies and you're doing uh, paperwork and stacks of paperwork to the point yeah. you you think you're getting adopted. By the yeah. end, there'll be like parents going, "Son, you're yeah. like, well, I already have parents." Yeah. And because they're at the, and the questions are so invasive and uh, uh, which is fine. Doesn't that kind of stuff doesn't bother me? But ridiculous questions yeah. too, like, "How would your neighbors feel about so and so?" Like, I don't. Care how yeah. my neighbors feel yeah. as long as they give my hose back that they borrowed. I don't <laughs> care. So we went through that, and it, it was hard. There were moments of of um, tears. There were moments of uh, of just longing. Um, I've got to the point where I can talk about most of it without getting a little teary. I yeah. get a little choky up here in a minute. That's just because yeah. I, I, I love her so much. Yeah. Uh, but we. Like, it, they would be hard. You know, we'd be in church. And, and a lot of people, and some people didn't understand. Again, it's one of those things. The world in, in its own, as a whole, I don't believe understands adoption. Not because people are, are dumb. I don't mean like that. But it's just, it's a concept. You're like, people are like, well, have you heard anything yet? Like, well, it doesn't work that way. Do you know anything? It doesn't work that way. Uh, and so you'd have those moments. And, and people were always so loving and supportive. So I don't, please don't take that as a negative. Yeah. But it was just one of those things. You felt alone in that. Um, you, you know, every now and then you'd have some kind of weird said to you and something that yeah. felt kind of unkind and you're like, yeah. okay, you know, you just move on. Yeah. But we, and it was, wasn't one of those things that we, and some people felt like you couldn't talk about babies around us because we're like, we weren't, we weren't anti, nor were, nor did we think it was insensitive for people to celebrate having a child, yeah. having a child. That, yeah. that would be dumb and selfish on yeah. our part. We just wanted that too. Yeah. Like you know, I, I remember one day at, at church there were Mother's Day and someone was talking about it and it was like making this whole big deal about if you're not a mother, it's okay. But it's not about that, yeah. you know. If you're a mother, you stand up. If yeah. you're not, it's Mother's Day. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. one Sunday, yeah. and so and there would be days that you know, uh, Katie, she would just be. Uh, upset about it and um when we wouldn't go this in father's day there was father's day i i I couldn't i didn't want to go not that i didn't want people to be recognized i just didn't want to and not that i was thinking it was unfair i loved i loved that it was just a hard it was was a hard thing to be there so i just chose not to be and on those days and then i remember there was one sunday i was sitting there and it was like (laughs) it was one of those weird things like the songs were all about like coming home and yeah. family, and it was like, what is this? Like yeah. a joke. Like I'm Charlie Brown here. And I just start crying. I start just getting, and not boohooing, but just emotion of just, yeah. just hurt. And I look over at my wife, and she's just crying. And I was like, Do you want to go? She's like, yes. And so we left. And and you had a lot of people understanding of that. And then we had a, an auction because adopt when you buy your kids. It's expensive, yeah. you know. Whenever, whenever they have them, having people. Kids, period. I mean, yes. I don't have children, but I I've been told uh, numerous times that having a child, period, is, is expensive. Yes. And apparently, <laughs> when you adopt a child, uh, it's and you know, and I have certain opinions on a lot of that, but I'll, I'll keep to myself. Adoption gave me our child. Mm-hmm. She's, I mean, she's it. She is ours. She is yeah. in, through and through. Um, but you know. We, we went through things, and there came a point there was nothing left. I remember, like, you have to do, like, they call them uh, profile books. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a picture book of your life. Yeah. And you put whatever you want in there. And it's so it's such a subjective, odd thing because there'll be birth mothers looking at these, 
to want to meet you. So you're like, it's like a giant cattle call of books. And it's so, it, when, you, when you break it down that one, you look at it just for what it is, it seems really weird. Yeah. But we made these and we, you know, we asked them, what you put in yours? And we would do this and we're like, we think we made a good one. No one's, you know, no one's wanted to meet us. And we put like things in there, pictures of our family and talked about a family. And then and my wife wrote a letter about me and I wrote a letter about her and then we wrote a letter to a birth mother that we had never met mm-hmm. and at the time we made it wasn't even close to being pregnant with our child and and you had to write it and you're like it's one of those things you're going I, I got I've got to trust God in this because there's no way there's no way in my right mind that I could perceive any of that stuff and so and I wrote things like and I, and I had this I did a, a painting of cartoony versions of family members and I had that a picture and my wife talked about things like she she's um, very tidy and punctual and she likes things kept clean and she's uh, detailed oriented and those kind of things and so you know we got to the point it was just hard and we thought well you know, we're tired of being asked and not that you know, everybody was being loving yeah. and, and people were so sensitive to that, I think. And we, again, we like, we closed the nursery door and we would just have moments where we would go and we were chosen once and it started to fell apart and mm-hmm. we just were kind of crushed by that. And then one day we got a call and it was, um, we got a call one day and they said, I missed the call. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the number. I was like, it was a, it was a number from another town. Like, I'm going to answer net. And then one yeah. of the, like an old man, I don't know if you're not about no call right I'm, I'm a firm believer. Uh, if I don't have your number and you call me, <laughs> if it's important, you'll call me again. Yes. So I'm right there with you. Yeah. So they called my wife the next morning. And so we're te- both teachers. <clears throat> and she calls me from school and she goes, hey. I was like, is everything okay? That's my first. Is everything okay? Why are yeah. you calling school? Because I called the school number. Yeah. And said, and it said, you need to call her. So I called <laughs> And she's like, "Hey, we've someone's wants to meet us." I said, "Oh, oh, oh that's great." And I'm yeah. like, and she's like, "No, the baby's born." It's like, "Wait, but she's here." Yeah. And and what I didn't know is that she's like a girl, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And so, okay. And when when it was like she was born yesterday. It was like, oh, oh. And see, we always had the idea that we were going to keep it secret from everybody and we'll do those yeah. one cool surprise yeah. things. Yeah. We could, like yeah. we had to tell everybody because we had to be, we had to leave work. We had yeah. to do this. I can't be here. And so yeah. we're like, like, hey. And everybody's like, what, 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 what? And we started telling family and we started telling people and this and that and telling people at work. And it's like, we've got to be and, and yeah. work. Our employees, everybody were, were so, and colleagues were so supportive of that. And then, Born one day, found out. The next day we went and met with the birth mom, and she was super nice. And uh, it was it was kind of awkward, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's one of those things you're, you're there just trying to love. Just, everyone everyone knows why you're there, so you don't have to say why you're there. Yeah. But it's one of those things. It was kind of it was kind of awkward, but it was a good awkward. And I, I, I remember saying, I was like, hey, I've just got to know, what was it? What, what, why us? Mm-hmm. Just why? I mean, now, and, and we felt we had such a peace about it. Like, no matter what happens, we were like, we're good. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, we were already rejected before and we fell apart. Yeah. We don't know what was different about this. We're like, we're going to be good. Mm-hmm. Whatever, if this doesn't work out, it's such a peace. I, I really believe it is, but I, I feel like we, we've got such a peace about this. 
And I asked her, I said, what, what is it? And she goes, well, I like to draw. And you had this picture of showing some art that you did. And then she said, I'm really organized. And you said somewhere that you like to be organized and keep things in order. And we lost it. Like we lost it. Like yeah. just, just tears. Yeah. And, um, like and th- these were just superfluous trying to fill up a book mm-hmm. with stuff that we wrote that we wrote a year and a half earlier yeah. okay a year yeah. and a half earlier and and thought about we should rewrite this thing we should redo this mm-hmm. and they told they told us you'll have those feelings but just trust it mm-hmm. and we we saw that and we and she, and we're like oh my goodness and so she's like no I want I'm, we I want we want you want to have her and so this was at somewhere else, and we had to drive and go really far away. And so we we came back, and um, we had the name. Well, we had a name that we always had, and then for some we're like, no, that's not going to work. Yeah. And um, we came up with Maggie and thought it fit. It was, and I wanted to be Margaret. I wanted to be Margaret, just like I still call her Margaret anyway, yeah. and she's in trouble. But, yeah, yeah. but it's her, not. Her legal name is yeah. Maggie. Yeah. And so we named her, uh, and we... We did that, and we met her. And, we, and there was a in, in Tennessee. They changed in March of of twenty sixteen. They changed the law. Before it was once a uh, birth parents surrender rights in seven days to change their mind. In March of twenty sixteen, they changed it to three days. Well, which was amazing for people adopting children yeah. because you change your mind. Yeah. And so this carried on um, through. When it happened, they wanted to do some counseling with this birth mom, and they all this happening, and um, yeah, I'm just with holidays and things happening, it extended, mm-hmm. and so we brought her home, and we brought her home the night that our county was ravaged by tornadoes, yeah. and seeing her for the first time. Little dress, drove long time to get home. Uh, some of my wife's friends hung balloons on the mailbox. Yeah, like it's a girl. And yeah, they were like oh my, and they're below. They're sideways because yeah. it's so they're, windy. Yeah, and so tornadoes. And so during the night, it's getting worse and worse, and tornadoes dropping. And now she wouldn't sleep all night long. Like she's screaming mm-hmm. and she's screaming and. We don't know, and we finally get arrested. And then my wife, about 11 o'clock, she's like, oh, my goodness. She's like, well, I feel so sick. Oh, my goodness, I'm so sick. Here, take the baby. And she just feels awful. And then I start to doze off, and she's laying on me, and she'll sleep and wake up and scream, like, oh, no, what's wrong? And then I get a call from my dad that tornadoes are landing in in the county and destroying up. And nobody can come help us because tornadoes are all around us. Like, nobody can literally – because, like, trees are thrown in roads and stuff. And then about 2 a.m., my wife is trying to rest because she feels terrible. I shake her awake, and I go, you've got to take this baby. I'm going to be so sick. And so we find out we had food poisoning. Uh, we got food poisoning. Wow. And, and so, and then when the sun came up, it's like, time. I know, it's like, have you ever seen Lord of the Rings, yeah. the two towers, when they look at the sun and uh, <laughs> Gandalf is coming up with the soldiers, like that's how it felt watching the sun. Yeah. Like, oh, the rain had finally stopped. Yeah. And we take her to the doctor, like, what's wrong with her? Turns out she was just a baby. That's yeah. what was wrong with her. Yeah. That's what babies do. Apparently yeah. it's cry. Yeah. And I, we didn't know. And that's how she came home. She was our little tornado. And uh, she's been, she, she has sadly 
my sense of humor. She's grabbed that <laughs> and a bit of my personality. She has my wife's kind of no nonsense uh, personality and quirks. Yeah. And if I don't think I can say this, if you, if I don't know if anybody's going through adoption or any that kind of stuff, but I'll say if I could build a time machine because it was hard. There were times we. Didn't want to be around people. Didn't want to talk to people. We were angry at God. We were mad at God. And I yeah. think God's big enough to handle my tiny little anger. Yeah. And we thought things were unfair. We thought things. And then we, there were just times we were just broken. We're just like, we just want this. This isn't, we don't want, we're not wanting drugs. We're not wanting, we want, we want a child. Yeah. We want this. And if I could build a time machine and there's one, there's only one thing I would do. I would go back in time to myself while in that process and say, just, uh, not this person, give it. Just wait. It's going to be, it is so worth it because you are going to have your daughter. She's going to be in your life. She is yours. She is yours through and through. She is, she is going to change your world dramatically and she's going to make you better. She's going to teach you things. She is going to be the most amazing little person in the world to you and she's it she is she is more my child than any other child and then five years later and god was infinite sense of humor my wife gets pregnant (laughs) and so we have we have a son now um and uh wilson and um they and Maggie's a wonderful big sister to him so that that was a process i'm a huge believer and a lot of my stories have Writing have some of that influence in there, uh, at some because it's so informed about, it, and I have such a heart for it uh, because that's that's how I have my child. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's books that we've read that unknowing the books that we've gotten that that almost have those themes in there. Yeah. It's crazy, like yeah. books about dogs and stuff that aren't about that. And yeah. um, but no, sorry, I've rambled on with no, that. No. But it was it's one of those things that, and it's not just. One of those things that someone wants to do, like it was our family. She, that's how, that's how we got a child. Just how some people, that's like, well, you want a child, you got pregnant. But that, that's that's our version of that. Yeah. The one hundred percent, she's ours, and um, I, I, I can't, I can't explain how how much there is. There's no way that any any child we'd ever had any way that could be more my child than she is. Yeah, and yeah. The, so. the, the thing that I most love about doing this is, because you said, you know, forgive me for rambling. Uh, the thing, my favorite part about doing this is not talking. It's getting to see other people, people I'm talking to, whenever something hits with them mm-hmm. and even getting to see them just go off mm-hmm. for however long about whatever they're excited to talk about. Because I know how that feels. I know, yeah. well, not from an adoption set, but of like, course. I know what it feels like to like, Someone that asked me a question, like, hey, what do you think about this? And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you've had, like, you know, you're just ready <laughs> yeah, to unload oh, yeah. everything. Like, that's my favorite part of this. Mm-hmm. Like, I love finding that one thing to talk about, like, getting that, getting whoever I'm talking to, to give me everything they have on this mm-hmm. one, on some topic. And that's what you just did. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and I love that. So, um, thank you for that. I mean, thank you. I know that was a, a very personal and a very, uh, you know, vulnerable thing to talk about, but I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate you. Shed a little bit of light on that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I hope, you know, uh, how old is, is Maggie and Wilson? Uh, five and six months. Well, I hope that my hope is at some point down the line, I don't know, 
if they ever run across this, I hope that they can run across this episode and hear at least that point. They also want them, them to hear the Star Wars ranking so they can, <laughs> once, once Disney has released all other 45 episodes in the series, because that's yes. what Disney does, they can, you know, determine their own ranking on that. But, um, I, I hope that they can see, I mean, they know this, but I hope that they can see that at this point in time, I mean, even when they're young and small, you know, young, small little children, like you love them and care for them, even when, uh, you even when they weren't in your life yet, you know they both came to you in different ways. But uh, I think it's a beautiful thing, and, and I know a little bit about what that's like on the adoption oh, side yeah. of things. You know, from my experience, not I don't have a child again. My parents have adopted a child, but um, yeah, thank you for that. I mean, I really appreciate that, and, well, and don't things, don't apologize for running again. <laughs> that's my favorite part of this. One of the things I did uh, for her was I created an email address for her mm-hmm. years ago, and I will randomly send emails uh-huh. to it, and. When she's, my thought was when she's 16, I'm going to say, here's an email address and here's the password. Yeah. And she can log in and see as they're happening. Yeah. Me going, um, hey, I love you so much yeah. and this and, uh, and I'm hoping this and the fact that this is how I feel. And she can see the dates and timestamps and see where it's coming from. Um, and, um, yeah, but she also too, she and I, been, she Star Wars. She likes Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I played. Uh, uh, You've done well then. Yes, I've uh, the. Uh, oh gosh, uh, I got. I've having kids of uh, Fallen Order. I got yes. that game when it came out a few yes. years ago, and uh, played it. And she'd watch me play it. Mm-hmm. And then there's a point where you can. I, I found out where you could find a double blade lightsaber, mm-hmm. so I had to get that one. Yeah. And uh, you can make it pink. And so if if you if you turn on my game. The characters are wearing a purple tunic, and he has a pink lightsaber because those are Maggie's favorite colors. Yeah, and she's like, now she's moved on to orange. She's yeah. like, it's because Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, but she'll do those kind of things. And then the Skywalker saga, mm-hmm. Lego Star Wars, mm-hmm. came out a couple months ago mm-hmm. or May, and so I have that. Yeah. And so we've been playing through yeah. the trilogies, and she'll do that. But we started. We watched New Hope, watched Empire, and then. Well, New Hope, it was a slow. So we started Empire, and it gets a little, so we're like, we're starting some of that. And um, we've gotten all the Golden Books. Mm-hmm. Little Golden Books has done all the, the all the movies. Mm-hmm. And then we did, um, we've got those, and we started with uh, Episode 1, which I knew she would like, because those were made yeah. for, like, whenever Lucas made Jedi with the cutie walks, yeah. he's like, I love this. So yeah. he's kept it going. That's And I knew she would. She yeah. liked a bit of that. And she's like, what's going on here? And she was like, but so she loves watching that. And, like, I have a video I posted when we first started watching Star Wars because she knows she knows the theme. She knows John Williams. She can, if you tell Indiana Jones, she can start doing the theme <laughs> for Indiana Jones. Star Wars, she knows Imperial March. Uh, she knows the Superman theme. She's 50-50 on Superman yeah. theme. Uh, but the Tim Burton uh, or the Danny Elfman Batman theme from Tim Burton's Batman, she knows it because I love, I've always played her whole life. But I, I made a, a video, and it's just on her when it's watching. And she was like, oh my goodness, there it is. And she's so excited. And then when it kicks in the song, she's doing the song too because she knows it because she's listened to it for years. Yeah. And, um, but then she'd get a little part. And it, it, again, like you said, it's a little slow. Yeah. And so she gets slow. It's like, it's going to pick up, baby, I promise. Yeah. And so seeing some of that. But it was, um, so those little things with her, it's been wonderful to, to share with her and um, things she likes to do. So she she's unfortunately pulled on some of those little silly idiosyncrasies that I have, yeah. which we need more of that in the world, why yeah. not? But so she's fun. I love it. I yeah, love it. that's that's awesome. Thank you for that. I really do uh, appreciate that. And I, again, I know that's a, 
a very personal thing to talk about, but I, I really appreciate you uh, going in going in on that a little bit. So uh, yeah, um, but yeah, uh, one more thing I want to do here before we kind of wrap things up. We've been going for a little while now, uh, so I don't want to take you to you know keep you away too much longer. Uh, but one kind of closing segment that I. Uh, I guess Ooh. I can say that now. Closing segment. I like a closing uh, yeah. segment. Closing a closing segment. I need to get like some like you know like a jingle or something to play here at some point. I don't know. I'll get that. Um, <laughs> but the little closing thing I like to do to end each episode on a on a bit of a different note is what I, this thing I call fifteen quick questions. Okay. Uh, and these I'm are fifteen it. questions. They're this or that questions. So gotcha. Either A or B. Okay. Um, and I just want you to give me your off the top of your head how you're feeling right now. Answer on all of them. Uh, gotcha. These are going to be on the record. So okay, okay. We're going to hold you to it. Um, but, yeah, so some of these are going to be repeat qu- questions from other episodes I've done. Some of these are unique to you. So, um, yeah, are you ready? Gotcha. Go All for right. it. This is 15 quick questions with Mr. Published Author, Fourth Grade Educator, Jason Wallace. Fiction or nonfiction? Fiction. Who wins in a dance battle between Danny DeVito and Martha Stewart? Danny DeVito. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? No, never. <sighs> Socks with sandals, yes or no? Uh, depends. <laughs> or that? No, I'll say no. I've done it before, but no. Okay. Uh, guacamole or salsa? Guacamole. Waffles or pancakes? Oh, waffles. Hot coffee or iced coffee? I'm not a huge coffee drinker, so. Hot drinks or ice drinks? Oh, no, hot tea. I'll do hot tea. Yeah, we'll do hot I'll, do, I'll do hot tea any time of the day. Okay, hot tea. Then we'll we'll substitute. Uh, would you rather have roller skates as feet or sticky hands like Spider-Man? Sticky hands because I can't roller skate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll grab people and I'll fall. Um, horror movies, yes or no? No. Are Crocs fashionable, yes or no? Oh, I'm, I've got, I came in Crocs because I'm a dad. Yes, I, I got a, even, yes. Even, you can't see it, but here's a Croc. He is wearing Crocs. Oh, like, yes. I didn't even notice that. Oh, it's that happening. Funny. I typed these questions up earlier today, so I promise that was not a, yes. a you know. Um, crunchy or creamy peanut butter? Creamy. Who would win in a foot race, Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker? Uh, uh, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, I'll say Darth Vader. Uh, 70s, 80s, or 90s? 80s. Who do you think would cook a better lasagna, Dwayne The Rock Johnson or Kevin Hart? Uh, Kevin Hart can't reach the oven, so I'm going to say <laughs> uh, The Rock. Okay. And then the final question. Uh, this is the question I ask everybody. Same question, everyone. Love I want to make sure I want you to give your rationale on this. Yes. Okay? Would you rather fight... A hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? A uh, hundred duck-sized horses um, or one horse-sized duck. Yes. Um, I'm going to say a hundred duck-sized horses because a duck's bill, if it's huge, <laughs> if it's coming at you, those are mean things. Like a goose, a goose is really mean. Gooses are jerks. Yes. And so I would say, because I would think with horses like that, they're not going to, yeah, they got little teeth, but I think you could kick a horse. I think yeah. I could kick a tiny horse, like What's a duck size. I know, but I'm like, you know, I think I got a better chance. And if I jumped up on something higher, <laughs> I could just like knock them down like with a broom. That's true. Ever that. But you're not going to get away from a yeah. a horse-sized duck, was it? Yeah, a yeah. horse-sized duck. Yeah. yeah. No, no, oh, no, that's that's too, that's that's just mutilation right to happen. I, lo- I love I love that question because it's always a different answer and there's always a different logic. I, I, I'm still yet... I haven't decided how I feel about it. I, I change my answer all the time. I was I was talking about it earlier today, but uh, but yeah, I, I love I love that question. I think on your one year anniversary of doing this a year, you need to answer that question. 
and then change it up for a new year, okay. a new, an, an ending question for you. you. And then you'll be the, the last episode of the year you answer it. That's a great idea. That's, we'll pick a new a new year. Or season. Question. I guess you're yeah. doing seasons with this. Well, I don't yeah, know. Whatever, like whatever that happens. Um, that's a good idea, actually. Um, but yeah, that was 15 quick questions. So I like that. Uh, I like that I, a lot. I like, I like, some of those were repeats from other episodes, but some of them were, I tried to make them you know, unique to you, so I hope you liked them. So the croc one was a new one? That was and a new I'll one. And I'm I, wearing them. I swear to you, I did I not came know in. Yeah, that was a new one. I was sitting oh there pondering. I was like, I wonder... I feel like, like I feel like Crocs are kind of like a, they evoke a reaction and some people are like yes they're great and some people are like no not at all I, I can, so. we always call them dog we call them, well, always we, when we had dogs we don't have any right now but I always call them dog walking shoes because yeah. you can put them on really quick yeah. if it's raining you take yeah. them off it's fine so yeah. I was leaving the house I was like I'm gonna put these on I didn't because I hate tying shoes yeah. with a passion yeah. If cool. I could do Velcro now, I would. You Which still, I'm almost at the age where I'm expected to have gro- Velcro. That's fair. Yeah, so that's true. Yeah. coming into it hard. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you, thank you so much for for doing this. I really appreciate. It. I know we've been uh, kind of trying to make this work for a little while, but I really appreciate you taking a little bit of time out of your day, and uh, I'm excited to to see what's what's next for you. Uh, before we finish up here, I always again want to say thank you. Uh, to you, but I want to give you a moment just to address whoever's listening, whether you want to give a shout out to somebody, whether you want to uh, promote something you're working on, whether you want to just, you know, say go Vols, whatever you want to say, uh, the floor is yours. So yeah, All go right. for it, man. Roth IRA investment is very important. <laughs> <laughs> it is though. If you're not, Oh gosh. Uh, I, I will say this. Um, number one, thank you so much for yeah, doing this. And if anybody's still listening of this long Podcast. Everyone Bless that, your soul. Everyone, everyone that listens is contractually bound to listen. That's to true. Yeah. yeah, I got to. Um, <laughs> is I, I realized too, and I think this is for anybody creative or anybody doing anything doesn't matter to me what it is. Remember your two things. Uh, Neil Gaiman, wonderful writer. He he did a he did a commencement speech a few years ago. Uh, you can Google it, but he called make art. That was his thing, and, and your art could be anything, no matter what. Make art, and I love that. But also too, that's something you need to listen to. I encourage you is I, I realize I'm standing on the shoulders of so many people. So many people have encouraged me, supported me. Some pe- people have opened doors for me. So many people have not opened doors, but they've introduced me to people that I was able to do that. And so I know that I'm where I am because people have believed in me, encouraged me, supported me. I have friends. And whatever you're doing, you know, make friends, make connections with people, not for the fact of what they can do for you, but the fact of what you can do together. Because I always tell my class, the smartest person is the room is the room. Mm-hmm. All of us together are the smartest person in the room because we can, we all have different things that can come up, and so I, I realize I'm on the standing on those shoulders and, and standing and with those people and they've held me up and they encourage me still. There's people I talk to weekly and daily about stuff with with creating and they've been, been people I bounce ideas off of and I, I couldn't do any of this stuff if I didn't have those kind of people in my life. So I'm so thankful for that. Um, and so that that's the thing. I, I love that. And, I, and again, I hope there's more things I can put out there for people. And I would never be a Steven Spielberg, but maybe a Larry Spielberg. <laughs> if there's a Larry Spielberg, maybe that would be me. <laughs> or Larry King. Larry, there's a Larry King. I was doing Stephen King and Larry, but there's a Larry King. You could be Larry King. We have the mic for Larry yeah, King. Yeah. But no, but thank you for that. And that's just something, you know, just go make art, do what you need to do. Because if you don't, again, I've said it before, if you don't make it, it's not going to exist in the world. Yeah. If you're not going to create, if you're not, this won't, this podcast will not exist if you haven't done it. So do those kind of things. Awesome. I love it. I love it. That's great. Uh, I know you said you have a website, so I'll make sure to put that in the description if anybody yes. wants to check it out. Yes. JasonWallaceArt.com. Uh, JasonWallaceArt.com. Go check it out. I'll put that in the description. So if you want to check it out, uh, are you? do you have any social media handles or anything you're comfortable uh, it's, sharing? Yeah, it's Instagram. It's JasonWallaceArt. I try to keep a thing. Yeah. I have um, 
uh, TikTok, Jason Wallace art uh, that, that I'll put like just drawing stuff on. Uh, I have a Facebook, uh, which is uh, Jason Wallace. I think it's that one had to be different. It's like Jason Wallace, author, illustrator. I mean, it probably changes. will let me. Uh, and then that's all. But on my website has links to all that. Okay. It has links to users on Amazon. Cool. Uh, has links to my art. I have an Etsy shop. Yeah. Um, it has links to that where. Uh, it, it's my the one-stop yeah. shop for everything. Okay, sweet. Well, I'll make sure all those links are down there. So if anybody wants to check out his website, his art, uh, or if you want to you know, support him, go purchase users. Again, I have read the book. It's a great book. I really enjoyed it. Again, I'm not just saying this because he's sitting right in front of me. I really <laughs> did enjoy it. Um, so I would recommend go pick up a copy, check it out for yourself. Um, but yeah, thank you again, man. Thanks, brother. I really appreciate it. It was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll do it again sometime in the future. Be great. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you all for listening. And uh, see you on the next episode. Bye. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the podcast. As one final reminder, if you'd like to support the show, then don't forget to rate and review the show wherever you get your podcast or share it with a friend. If you'd like to check out any links that were mentioned during the show or follow the show or myself on social media, then feel free to head to the description of today's episode to find these links. As always, thank you again for checking out today's episode, and I really hope you enjoyed it. I will catch you all on the next episode of the podcast. See ya!